Like, I don't care what y'all say. I'm getting up there and be like, can you play uh, crazy looking whatever the deuce in the key of blah, blah. <laughs> Crazy times, the world just needs a hero to help cut through all the noise. Well, now you have two. Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the best podcast on the face of this planet, Mars, and otherwise, I'm your host, Steve. He's really not kidding. We're getting there. We're getting there. It's going to be, like, amazing, and you're going to eventually go, you know what? Those dudes were right. So welcome to Heroes of Noise, episode 31. My name is Dan. What's happening, everybody? We're back. We are back, and look, 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 look. See... I, I've been wanting to do a podcast with Dan for the last hmm, seven days. And finally, I get a chance to talk to my brother. He's had an interesting week, ladies and gentlemen. He's had a very interesting week. It's been eventful, to say the least. Do you want to kind of go into that, sir? Uh, where do I start, man? Start with your shoulder. <laughs> your shoulder oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, looks like I'm going back under the knife. So I'm going to be going back June 26th, I believe, which is a Tuesday morning. I'm going to step up into the hospital, and they're going to basically open me back up and fix what should have just been fixed the first time around. So that's going to be fun. I'm going to be taking what they told me this morning, and I think it's sort of left to my tolerance of pain and where I feel. But they were saying I'm going to be off for like six to eight weeks, dude. Dude. So you better be ready to be bugged to shit for all the podcasting stuff I'm going to be doing because – yeah, we're going to be coming correct. I remember last year when I had my surgery, I don't think we, I think that was our best season of the word because I put so much, I mean, there's only two seasons, but I put so much damn time into it. Uh-oh, lost Steve, guys. Hold on a second. Starting off with a bang. So Steve was having a little bit of a finger flub with his Skype, so we had to Jeez, get back man. on it. Wheeze, man. But what I was saying, Steve, before you so rudely interrupted me with I your did. rude I did. finger. That sounds weird. Rude finger is a great... A 007 movie. Rude Finger could be a name for a band. What do you think? Hey, I got, I got, a, I got a name for a band, dude. I'm sorry. I'm going to get a little tangential right now. Go figure. Okay, go for it. Okay, it's a heavy metal band, right? Mm-hmm. Death Rogan. That's really good. But, but it would sound even good if you didn't know what they were referencing. No, I like, like it better I, that way. Oh, you like just Death Rogan? Death Rogan. There's a band in town. They're called Meth Leopard. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, but it's too close. And it's Taylor funny, Hawkins has but it's too close. Taylor Hawkins has one called what? Chevy Metal. They're like this cover band. They're like the greatest rock cover band in the world. That's probably the best one he did. As a matter of fact, I saw him do a cover of um, "Love of My Life" by Freddie Mercury. He did a really good. job. Really, he is the Freddie Mercury fan. He did a re- he did as good of a job as well. No, he w- the crowd finished the song for him, but I like that he pulled that song out of the hat. I was impressed. I was like, oh, look at that. I'm glad, Steve. I'm glad that you were impressed. Now, can I please finish telling my damn story? Since please, your poor shoulder. Okay, rude Back finger. Back to your shoulder. Rude finger yes. strikes again. Now, that's rude it. That's finger. actually really it, man, is that I'm, I'm getting surgery, and I'm kind of scared about it just because, you know, 
if it's not done right the first time, are they going to get it right the second time? I'm hoping so. I'm optimistic. Good question. I stepped it up a notch. Went Quite frankly, I went to a better surgeon this time. No names. But I'm excited about this. But what's really sick about this, dude, is that I'm excited because, you know, folks, as you know, I work a lot. And they told me estimated time off is six to eight weeks. Jeez Louise, dude. I think that's a bit much for me. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do that. That's a full run of a certain show. <laughs> if it was 13 weeks, I'd be like, take it. I'll take it right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, we're going to talk about a certain show today. I, I had some, some misinformation. Now I realize I'm saying this on the wrong show, but I hope you guys liked our word drop that we did last week. I hope you guys didn't mind us, you know, sort of slipping that in and showing you what we're about on the other podcast. We're hoping that you come along for the ride. We're going to talk a little bit of preacher today because I'm a little bit of a rookie when it comes to the, the screeners thing. But I do know that we're allowed to say that Steve and I, even though we're embargoed to really get too far into it, we have seen, ladies and gentlemen, the first three episodes of Preacher. And we'll be talking about that in a little bit. Dope. Now, so your shoulder went out. Yeah. And yeah. that was the first thing. Yeah. Another I only can think of two things. There's only two know, things, right? The second thing is the worst thing in the world. Oh, yeah. Not in sucks. the world, but it's one of the worst things in the world. It was it's one of the worst things in my world. No, I didn't yeah. handle it well either. So we were supposed to record. And I'm not trying to bring it down, guys. I'm just telling you about my week. So yes. um, Friday night, I have a dog. She's a Labradoodle. I had a dog. There, spoilers. And um, Jesus. she was with us for 11 years. Labradoodle, huge, big, white, beautiful dog. She kind of looked like the luck dragon on Really did. Never ending, Even though everyone never says story. that, this one's actually true. No, she really did look like the luck dragon. Her name yeah. was Marley, and she was great. And what happened was Friday night, she just, I mean, it was weird. It was like she was, I think she'd been sick for a while. Okay. And we just didn't really have a way of telling because she was still kind of carrying on normal with just a little bit of, mm-hmm. just a little bit of abnormal behavior. But it was like yeah. everything just kind of hit a brick wall so Friday night, and she stopped eating. She only wanted to drink water. Um, she wasn't doing great. We took her, her, the back, her back legs stopped functioning somewhat. She was able to, it, she was really weak. It was really hard for her to get up. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, I spent the weekend with her, sleeping on the floor with her. And we had to put her down yesterday. So that's why we didn't do a show. Because about the time that I was putting her down is the time that we normally record the show. So I don't think it's going to really make a difference. I'm sure we're going to get this out on the you know, normal time. But yeah, man, that was a bummer. I lost my baby girl. So that is now you still have Baxter. We have Baxter and we have Roxy. I've never heard of Roxy. Roxy's the shit. Baxter is getting there, but he's kind of an asshole. <laughs> he's, 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 he's kind of an asshole, dude. We got him as a rescue dog and he's a really oh. pretty dog. He's like a little like, I don't know what you want to call him. Some kind of like a poodle mix, little mutt. Yeah. Uh, he's adorable. Looks like a little teddy bear. And you know, but he's like a wolf in sheep's clothing. So when we got him, he was on nice. his best behavior, of course. And then within, you know, the course of about a month, I saw his true colors, much like Cindy Lauper did. <laughs> and so, you know, you learn really quickly why dogs are adopted. <laughs> you know? yes, why dogs yes, are put up for yes. adopted. You learn that very quickly. So he's yeah. cool. We're working him out. But when we first got him, he was like, okay, I'm going to be an angel. And then within about, like I said, about a week or two, he would just basically bark at, our, at a wall. Or a fence wow. with nothing behind it for two hours straight. So we're, well, we see, had to break w- him of the barking. He was the one I hear barking when you when you always are yelling. You'll be like Baxter. He's the one that I yeah. hear. 
Yeah, he's a dick. That <laughs> so way. that's why, he, and he's got a certain tone. You know how like certain people have <laughs> none of you good people, I'm sure, but you know how certain people have a laugh that makes you want to like a punch yes. a child. Yes, that's how his bark is. That's the bark. It's just that tone. It's just this annoying tone. But we're we're left with him. We're left with Roxy. She's another yes. little mixed dog. And so we went. It's weird. We just don't have our big great beast anymore. We've just got these two little dogs. It's kind of weird. House is a little more quiet. Are you thinking about getting a um one day maybe getting another uh third or no? Possibly, but not right now, man. Got to let things heal of up. Of course a not. Bit. You know what's of weird, man? Yeah. I'm gonna tell you uh. straight up. I was bawling like a baby yesterday dude of like course. if you weren't i would think you were a psychopath no but it's weird it's like a weird cry that i sort of reserve for death only yes you know i mean there's there's different levels of it obviously like i didn't obviously cry as hard as when like, like my father passed of away course or something yes, like that. yes but yes. but it, it is a very specific cry it's the one where you're like your body kind of convulses uh-huh. a little bit and you, yes it's like working your ab muscles and it's uh-huh. that one where you just want to go to sleep afterwards yes know? so yeah, rough day yesterday, everybody, but I'm back, healed up, and I think we're ready to do this. You know what's so special about animals, G? What's it's that? an unconditional love that you're not going to really find. And I say animals in general, that they just have an unconditional, you can mess up, people are cruel to them, and they just have an unconditional love that you're just not going to find in human beings. Mind you, that's from me. That's why I'm like a vegetarian, because I just think animals are just better. I'm one of the people that just think animals are just better. And uh, I, that's why when you told me, I was just like, I've never even met the dog. And I was like, geez, Louise, dude. We do sucks. love our dogs, man. We do. And it's dude. like, it's going to take a little getting used to. Yes. But such is the circle of life, man. I mean, it, it happens. You know, what are you going to do? You can't, you can't hold on to things that are living forever, right? You just have to. It's just that. It's that grief thing that comes around, especially with dogs, like every, you know. 10, 11 years, if you're a good owner, you know, you take care of yeah, He's a big totally. dog. From yes. what I understand, they don't have a, a really long lifespan. I have yeah. maybe in the 15, something like that. But, I mean, dude, she just she wound down like, like a toy. It was just done. Yeah. There was no – I mean, there's more to it. You know, I'm not going to bore the listeners with all of the details of it. But, yes, yeah, yes. I mean, it, was, it, was, it was a bit. It was very hard. The whole family took it very hard. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to dedicate this show to Marley. Going to be oh, missed. Damn. You are loved, you are appreciated, and this is for you. So, um, now I'm gonna dude. cry. I wish she spoke English. I wish she heard English. I know, I know. Yes, and was alive because that would be good damn. too. Damn, damn, damn. <laughs> but um, so happy times, yes. everybody. Um, I got a question for you, Dan. Yes, sir. When you're since you're gonna be off for four to, or to, from for six to eight weeks, mm-hmm. in those six to eight weeks. What are you going to do to make yourself as happy as possible for six to eight weeks on behalf of all of us that are going to be at work? What are you going to do, Dan, to be like, I'm going to make myself happy every day? What is that thing? I'm going to try to stay active. Like the first week, I'll probably chill and let myself recover, depending on what happens with the surgery. Because from what the guy was telling me, it's not going to be as intense as the last time was. But the last guy didn't let me heal up fast enough. You know what I mean? So I'm going to take it easy that first week. But then once I'm like up and about, I'm going to be, I'm going to get like a lot of cardio in. I'm going to get my fat ass back to the gym and just do some walking and stuff like that. I know. I mean, I didn't mean it like, you know, like I'm so fat, Steve, my thighs, (laughs) my ass. No, I didn't mean like that. You always think you're gaining weight. I am gaining weight. I look at the scale, bro. It's happening. But I'm saying you, you think it's noticeable and it's only noticeable to you. 
Yeah, and that's who counts. This is true. This is so it bugs you more than anything. Sure, yeah. I mean, you know, we're not getting any younger, bro. That's and true. sometimes sometimes, you know, you look at like a video that you used to be in or an old picture and you're like, Oh damn, what happened? You know, you look at yourself <laughs> in the mirror. So I'm not bad. I'm just scooting the wrong direction right now. Yeah. When the doctor tells you, when the doctor says you gotta lose some weight. You got to lose some weight. So that's going to be the priority. Okay. Uh, you know, I, I'm going to do something that's very positive, And I don't know exactly what it is yet. But I mean, like last time I chose to stop smoking. So Hell I haven't smoked no, in over a year. That, and I used the surgery. Yeah. Yeah. I used the surgery as, an, as a good excuse. And mm -hmm. also, you know, Gail being on me, which I'm really grateful for. Because I, she caught me like trying to sneak a smoke a couple days after <laughs> surgery, and she got on my ass. Yeah. And then I just, and then I had to think about it. I'm like, that's sort of stupid. Like I'm already... I've already stopped. Yes. Why push it again? You know, especially when there's so many alternatives. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know anything about that. Though. You're talking <laughs> about saying. like, yeah. Uh. You're talking about like chewing gum. And, oh yeah. Yeah. And exercise. Yes. Stuff, totally. Right. Yeah. And bro, I love chewing gum and exercise. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> now do you, do you use a patch? No, I don't use a patch. Rick, so cold you went turkey. cold Turkey. Yes, sir. Oh my gosh, dude. I'm going to be honest with you. I got a feeling that the painkillers helped because it yeah. you know, kept me a little bit loopy. And, and I mean, you know, but, dude, uh, that's hard uh, still. You know, like I was stimulated, I guess, is what I was trying to say. But still, the fact that you were, uh, okay, you were addicted to your uh, tobacco, not nicotine. You were addicted to nicotine. And then you took that addiction away by taking painkillers. You didn't purposely do that, but it worked. And then you got off just both happened. of them. How weird is that? Well, I wasn't addicted to painkillers. I've always been very careful about pills, man. I'm actually a pretty cheap date. Like, if you ever wanted to roofie me, it would probably take, like, a Benadryl or some shit. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not I, – I really am sensitive to medication. So I just took it as needed, and I didn't take much more than that because I don't – well, we're not really getting, like, that good shit anymore. Like, remember back in the day when you're like, Doc, I think I got a hangnail. And, like, Doc's like, well, here's three months yes, of Vicodin. Yes, yes. That doesn't happen anymore. Oh, they've been really careful about that now? Super careful, yeah. Uh, so – I think it has something to do with the, uh, well, there's just, there's just a whole bunch of shit going on that I, I'm not prepared to talk about yeah, as totally. far as like why the opiates have been pulled, but yes. yes, the opiates have all pretty much been pulled. I don't even know. Like, here's a trip. I remember before my grandma passed away, she had a really bad back mm -hmm. and her doctor was just like, I went to her house one time, bro. And she just had like bottle upon bottle upon bottle of Oxycontin. Jeez, dude. Yeah. She didn't take it. I mean, she probably took it a couple times because, you know, I went walking in there one time. And she'd be like, hey, Frank. I'm like, oh, oh you're like, oh, you are high. Hey. Yeah. I'm as high as fuck right now. Now, but did you where you can where did you say, why do you have all these? The doctor just gave them to her. That's what I'm saying. They were just throwing them out like chiclets and Tijuana. Yeah, it's you know definitely I mean? <laughs> because of the opioid addiction. It's definitely for sure. And also, I think um, they're doing a lot like they're also doing that with antibiotics because there's been so many strains of these viruses that are. Um, resistant to antibiotics, but they're like, okay, we're overprescribing them apparently because they're able to learn. Dude, I wa I told you, I was watching this. I went through a phase of watching a bunch of stuff on viruses and parasites. Dude, we're done. We're it's over for us, man. It's just a matter of time. It, yeah, we we're slowly done. being eradicated. No question. No, it even you know on even, on a very big scale. So it's going to take a long time. Yes, but it will happen. It will totally. Even parasitologists are like, gee. Listen, and they said, gee, no, but they're like, they're like, these things we should be afraid. It's, they have nothing but one goal. And that's all they do generation after generation. They don't sit there and be like, okay, I got to go watch TV. I got to do, they're like, no, 
We want to learn how to control as many things without them knowing as possible over and over and over again. <laughs> they do it, die, learn a new way of doing it, die, a next generation does it, dies, and they keep on learning more and more. And I was like, dude, we might be done. We might, it, it's over, dude. Let I alone can totally this go Mars, into this. Going to Mars and coming back. What are they going to bring back, dude? Well, you saw life, right? <laughs> Gee, that was such a good movie. It was a great movie. Better than I, much better than I expected. I, and I think I'm a person that before Deadpool, there's Ryan Reynolds was always Deadpool when I think back on it in movies. In movies, he was Deadpool. And so it was just like, okay, this guy is Ryan Reynolds in everything. He's not impressive to me. In that movie, he wasn't Ryan Reynolds, dude. He genuinely seemed scared when that thing's, oh, it was on, un- that's uncomfortable, dude. When he, it started wrapping its way and pulling its way into his mouth. Oh my gosh. I was like, what am I watching? Why am I watching this? Why am I watching this? I didn't expect, well, I don't want to do any spoilers in case someone decides to see the movie. Jeez, dude. But I, I didn't expect what happened to happen. So, no, no. Well, with him, you know what I'm Not saying. yet. And th- dude, in the, the hand scene, dude. That hand scene when it first starts flexing its muscles a little bit, I was like, oh my God. Why did I watch this movie? I had to watch something happy. And the weird thing is, scary movies don't do that to me. That movie, I had to watch something happy afterwards. Purposefully watch something happy. I was like, dude, yeah, I Cheer disturbed. yourself up? Yes, because I was disturbed. And because it doesn't seem so off the wall. We're that bad and we're that curious that we're just like, hey, let's bring this thing back. Let's see what it does on Earth. And we don't know what our ox. I mean, dude, that's scary. Am I fair to say that the human race is stupid, bro? Just yes. a little bit. I totally. mean, like we're super intelligent, mm-hmm. but we're kind of stupid at the same time. We're so dumb, in my opinion, that we believe that aliens have to look like us in some way. Because, hey, doesn't everything? Two legs and two arms. I'm like, gee, why do you automatically assume that? No, well, they have to look like us, right? Of course. You know, everything has to... Well, look at us. We're beautiful. Exactly. Two two legs, two arms. What if it looks like that thing in life? What if that is it was a superior being that we saw as smaller? We just did not know. What if we find that thing? Let's just say it's that thing. And it wants to mate. And we don't want to mate. But what if it wants to? I'm mating. If it means I, I don't do. think it's down with all of the uh, hum- rules of humanity. You know? hey, dude, <laughs> I don't know if, if it a, was like the I'm thing from life has been to, told. I'm either going to mate with you or I'm going to take over your body. I'm going to be one of the sellouts, dude. I'm mating. You're going to be like, get it, girl. Yeah, done. <laughs> I'll be in the cage at their zoo, but that's okay because at least oh, I'm you're alive. saying you won't let them mate. You'll you'll just you'll just let them take you, or you would let them mate with. I you. totally let them mate. Totally. If it means I live. You're a sick individual, Hudson. You are a sick individual. You would, you would let it go into your... Okay, it's not going to be a, if you don't, okay, I'll talk to you later. You would say no? I don't think I'd have a choice, man. If something like that's coming at me, I don't think it's going to be like, well, Dan, what do you think? Exactly. <laughs> How do you feel about this transaction? So if it did... It's gonna, would, whatever's going to happen is going down. Exactly. So why not just say, you know what, forget it. Go ahead. What else do you need? What do you mean? Like, I'm saying, instead of fighting it why don't you be like sure let's mate and what else would you like me to do alien instead of being the person that climbs up you know that runs uphill just be like hey but what if mating involves them getting all up in your ass oh, not necessarily your ass but like like down your throat, throat. Or... will they i leave? mean we only have so many orifices but will they leave afterwards what will they leave or I'm will saying, they will leave? they if they agree somehow without voice 
to say, okay, we're going to handle the business. We just got to go into your body, take your eggs or your, 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 what do we have? <laughs> Are you talking? Well, it depends, Steve. What <laughs> if we want to go into take out of us? I'm thinking because it well, wouldn't work like that. Well, I guess for an alien, they could do anything. We're, they're so ahead. <laughs> we will take what you have in your body and then leave promptly. I will go ahead and be like, okay, go down to my throat. Fine, take it. Yeah, oh, that's a great sample. To... I'm gonna I'm gonna use that. I'm gonna take that little sample you just did right there, and I'm gonna put that in somewhere <laughs> later and use it against you. <laughs> See, here's the funny part. I think you would not do it. I think you would be trying to be like macho. Fucking hey, I would. I'm not letting something why? enter me. What do you mean, why? See, they're going to kill you. They're going to do it anyway. They're going to do it anyway, Dick. Hey, man, I'm taking the same approach if I ever go to prison. You're going to fucking kill me before this it shit goes down. It will. At that point, do whatever you want to me. I'll be dead. But I won't care. I you will can use be alive. every single orifice I have. But I'll be alive, though, and, and, and you would have had the same thing happen to you, except you're dead now. Only difference. But I won't care. I won't care because I'll be dead. It does not matter. What if they promise to sedate you so that you don't even feel it? You got some very civil <laughs> aliens, man. Very, like, listen, we just want this experience to be as pleasant as possible. We're just simply in the, for, you know, procreation and the intermingling of species. So, uh, hi, I'm, I'm the alien number one. You can go ahead and call me Brent, and I will be uh -huh. the one that's in charge of the sedation process. Yes. You Fuck that. They're going to just, like, eat us, dude. It, that's it. But the thing is, you would rather see the other side of Brent where he turns into a beast and just takes it from you. I'd rather just see Brent as a nice person and be like, sedate me and take what you need. Okay, well, if tell you what. If Brent introduces himself as Brent and does the scenario that I've just given to you, maybe we'll talk. You still but when something like but but no but I'm asking you to think about life okay mm -hmm. the movie life mm -hmm. not life in general yes. but the movie life if that thing is Brent and it's coming up on you like it did on when it's when it's crawling outside on the ship yes I think you would just you would dip so quickly I man. would dip unless it made it clear that if you do what we ask you to you're good okay I'm gonna flip it for you what if, <laughs> hold on I made myself I'm gonna choke <laughs> what if, what if it was uh, a werewolf well, that was just as civil as Brent. No. And he's like, look. Okay, so what's the difference? Right there. There is no difference. Here's my issue. Geez, that even freaked we me just out. Wanna, we just want to make a baby werewolf. And I no, need let me tell you something. There's spermatozoa. There, that freaked me out right when you said that. Because if a werewolf came <laughs> up and started speaking, I'm dead on the spot. I'm fainting right there. If he walked up, he's like, werewolf and all. He's just like, look, Steve, it's over. I'm like, well, that's game. You, that's game. You know what's really great, guys? We've just, I mean, I don't know. We've been doing this for a while now, but we've just started embracing the whole video Skype thing. We were always doing, we did Skype for a few times, but we've always done it to where we can't see each other. So when I asked Steve about the <laughs> werewolf thing, I literally saw him do like the, like picture when you eat a lemon or something. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, Gee, he got the willies. I don't man. like that. Like I watched a movie where the, like I was watching and all the werewolf, the werewolf all of a sudden was like, he'd knock on the door and they'd be like, oh no, he's outside. He's like, Coming in, I almost turned it off right then. I was like, he's talking? <laughs> I almost turned it off right then. He talked. And I was like, man, this is, this, I don't like that whole werewolf thing, let alone werewolf talking, because they did that bull crap in um, Underworld. And I didn't like that crap either. All I'm saying is, is that 
if we're going to go back to the you know the example yes. of Brent, yes. if Brent comes up on you, you're not going to be like, oh hey, this guy's okay in my book. Your ass is going to be gone so fast. I'll see Steve totally, and then I'll see Brent, and then I'll turn around for Steve, and all I'm going to see is like a piece of paper floating. No, that's true. Debris. Um, unless he made it clear, he or she or it made it clear that we're going to do this, and after we're done, you will be alive. You'll be fine. We will just make. Now here's the problem. If they said we're going to make a bunch of identical Steves, then I'm like, well, shoot. Are they just going to eradicate me then? If they have a bunch of Steves, they don't need me. But if they all sing like you, they could have an awesome choir. Oh, we would be dope. We'd be like, for the longest time, all day long. You just need like four. <laughs> yeah. You just need four alien Brent Steves. And you guys could do four-part harmony. Yeah, who knows? Brent might Brent might have like another ass coming out or G, another mouth coming out and of the ass. We might so you truly up, could get like eight voices for G, the price of one. And once four. once we actually get together and we're actually a bunch of Steves, I can order I can organize a revolt and kind of sneak up on Brent like, you know, on West Side Story in a in an alleyway. All of us Steves snapping down the, the alleyway. <laughs> Man, all I know is that if any gang ever come up on me talking about, -doo -doo -doo, I think I'd be willing to fight them. I don't think, I think here's I would the do thing. It. I don't, here's, I think if a big gang, if they didn't have weapons, I would be willing to fight them. But if you're snapping with a gun, you're still a person with a gun. I don't Challenge you to a knife fight, Mac. Oh, that's true. They had knives, huh? They had knives and rope and shit. Kind of like in, wasn't that Beat It? Didn't they do that from, that's I think they, they got yeah, that from Beat that's It. That's where they got it from. And I or, excuse me, I think Beat It got bad, it from them. bad. Or was it bad or was it bad? It? I think it was beat it, dude. Oh, they did have the they did, did Oh yeah, it was bad probably. I mean beat it. It's probably. very possible they could have done it on both, but I'm it, trust me, I'm I'm more studying on beat it than I am bad. I know I'm, my I'm gonna go with beat like it. my son, he said he, like they watched he's in theater and they watched West Side Story and he liked it. I was like, it must hold up for kids. West Side Story holds up. Shockingly enough. It's gotta hold up for somebody because Spielberg's doing it again. Wait I don't know why. Minute. Wait a minute. Did we talk about this? Yeah, dude, you talked about it. Oh. <laughs> I just call him out as I see it. I'm assuming that it's you because I don't think I would talk about West Side Story. I, well, I, anything Spielberg does, when has he made a bad, a genuinely bad movie from jump to finish? He didn't take over for someone. He made a bad movie. It doesn't happen. Mm, I would have to be a little more studied on. I'm sure there's a, a stinker. Oh wait, out there you didn't like uh, Crystal Skull? I haven't watched that. Oh yeah, was that him? Yes, I think that was him and other people, right? Oh, was I thought he directed it. He may have, but I've blocked the whole thing out. Was it that bad? It's pretty stupid. Really? You know, and the thing is, that I'm not even that like that big of a hater when it comes to Shia. Yeah. But Shia made the movie obnoxious. Really? And the whole story was just dumb. Yeah, it was just a dumb thing. See, I haven't... Hey, guys, believe it or not, there, there's actually going to be a little bit... Of, we're actually going to talk about some stuff in just a little bit here. Like, you know, when you, when you pull us up and you see the little <laughs> picture of all the movies and shit? Yeah, we're, we're getting oh, there. Oh, we're, we're, we're on our way. We're right just chit-chatting real quick. But for me, for me, Spielberg doesn't miss. And so it would be shocking. It, but then again, I've never seen... Oh, you're about to hate me. I've never seen Indiana Jones. <laughs> I've never seen any of them. No, you already told me that. And oh. I do hate you for it. But that's okay. Because I love you just as much as I hate you. I appreciate that. Because I have seen so many parts of it that I feel like I have seen it. And I've been... I don't even get that. But is it good, though? I Again, I'm, so, I'm sorry to bring back the past. 
but the fact that you watched Monster Project and good. you didn't watch Indiana Jones, dude, <gasps> you have to question your, your logic. I did watch Indiana Jones. I watched the one with Sean Connery. That's not you didn't watch Raiders of the Lost Ark. Let's oh no, 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 no. But that one was a really good one though. Kind of hard to respect you. I'm just saying. Gee, you didn't like the one with with uh, Sean Connery. Which one was that? I liked it. I liked it. That was called the Last Crusade. That was great. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Yes. Wish they are uh, searching for the Holy Grail. He was perfect, dude. He was perfect for that. And then when he had to take that uh, leap of or that step of faith. Oh man, I was nervous in the theater. He's all the penitent man. And penitent it, man. You know what the weird thing is, though? It was a rel- Is it penitent? Is that, am I saying that right? Penitent man? Is that what it was called? No, that's like what he kept saying. It had to do like the penitent man can take the step. I wasn't prepared to talk about The Last Crusade. Neither but was he, I. he just kept saying that. But I know penitent that man, didn't he have to take a... Oh, here's the genius part. Oh, I don't want to ruin it for anybody who hasn't seen Last Crusade. Yeah, because, you know, because it's only been 30 years. <laughs> it has been, huh? Um, pretty close when they were he was going through all the goblets that he could drink out of he's like no it's this one because jesus was a carpenter i'm like hey this it's true he was i was so shocked as a kid i thought like he knew stuff i knew now i was like he was a carpenter you're right genius should have been a pimp goblet it was a genius ploy dude i would have picked the wrong goblet i would you would have gone for the flash i would have totally you go for the jewels you're thinking you know jesus had style right bingo Wouldn't have thought about it. He just like wood. That dude. He just like wooden. I think we're ready for another. I think Shia could have been a wonderful Indiana Jones. Amazing Indiana Jones follow up. It just, they didn't write him right. He is a very charismatic guy, even though he's weird off screen. He was in, what was that one? Fury. He was great in Fury with Brad Pitt. Oh, he's got talent. He's just bit batshit crazy. you You think it's because of child star syndrome or do you think he did something to go crazy? Yes. Really? I think it's both. both. Really? Because he was normal and even Steven. Maybe they'll crack that cycle one of these days and they'll stop producing, you know, child stars that go off the deep end. Amanda Bynes and such. Well, Miley Remember Cyrus, Bynes? she was smart. Miley Cyrus went, she went full on doing her thing and now she's just back. Like, I think maybe child stars need to go, do, go from Disney, do crazy, and then you come back. Because if you just don't let them do that, I think something happens. I don't mean to sound like an old man, but doesn't it make sense? I mean, everyone does their version of crazy totally. when they're growing up. You know, I'm an adult now. I'm going to get crazy. I'm going to do my and own And if I had a million dollars, my it. crazy would be different than some crazies. Miley Cyrus is a yeah. millionaire, so you're going to go crazy crazy. Yeah. You, you know, you start coming back to the, oh, I'm just going to return back to the whole boring society thing. But I'm also rich as shit. Exactly. So I'll still be a little bit flashy. And the hard thing is, I don't think she went... I think Miley Cyrus just, just experimented with her sexuality, which is totally normal for a woman her age. She didn't do anything off the wall. People just see it as, oh, look how whatever she is. I'm like, but she's just experimenting with how sexual she is. And now she got through that phase. She might still be in that phase. But either way, she didn't do something. She didn't hurt anybody. She was fine. Now, Shia, I don't know what's going on with him. He just, remember when he did that thing where he sat in the theater and watched like a grip of his movies back to back? Yeah. <laughs> he's dude, a trip. that is not a normal thing. That was weird, dude. Well, he's not a normal person. He, Shia is a trip. He is a. And I, I don't know. I don't know you, Shia, like you're listening. I don't know him, but my man's got issues. Do we, you know? Do we have, I hear he's like crazy talented. Uh, he, in my opinion, man, like I haven't seen a movie where I just didn't like watching him. Even that one where he was a, what was it? Uh, 
sub purgatory or sub where what was that movie called where he's stuck in his house and people were trying to watch him or something oh sub man. Sub- it was like suburban um suburbia it wasn't suburbia it wasn't suburbia. Was it suburbia no it wasn't no suburbia i know there's two suburbias and not that oh sorry i was gonna go off on another freaking maybe thing. it was one of them was like from the, was a i don't think so. maybe it was but the suburbia that i'm thinking of is like from the 80s oh. and it's just a straight up like punk rock movie oh no 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 yeah that one but the, that movie it had billy bob in it thornton in the one with shia i was like well will you look at this and sh- and i watched it the movie ended and i said wow people do not like shia labeouf because they didn't like that movie I think he was getting so popular that the automatic revolt happened. And I thought it was just a fine movie. And I thought he was a star in Transformers. He was a star, man. He was incredible. Oh, he was in a crazy movie that I saw too called Nymphomaniac. Did you ever see that? Gee, I saw the previews for that and I was just like, well, this is... And and also I saw the... I did a bunch of those fact things where they were just like, yeah, we use body doubles. I'm like, well, that's the only reason people are going to go see it. Because they oh, so that wasn't him. That wasn't him. That wasn't his log. I was looking all at all body doubles. Oh, okay, cool. I feel like we we got close for a while there. Yeah. But now I don't feel so close. It, to him it was a weird. And the movie that you're referring to is Disturbia. Disturbia. So you were super. Close. That was a good movie, dude. Did you watch it? I think I did, but I don't remember it. It was good. I believe you. And I don't like. I'm not a big Billy Bob person. I think he's Billy Bob in everything except for um, Sling Blade. That was when he wasn't oh. Billy Bob. Other than that, when has he not been? I really like Billy Bob. I mean, he's a weirdo too, but I like his acting. But I just don't think he's ever going to... I'm sorry. I'm calling it. I don't think he'll ever top Sling Blade. At least in my opinion. I love that movie. Like, he completely... completely I mean, it was... And he still will do the Mm -hmm. impersonation for people. Which is dope. Does he really? Yeah, and he won't be like, oh, that's ridiculous. He'll do it for fun. And I'm like, that is so cool that he understands... This is what I would want to see if I met me too. I get it. I dressed up as Carl Childers one time for Halloween at work when Sling Blade oh, came out. Not. Yeah, because I, sh- I mean, I even went to the point of I had hair at the time and I shaved my head down to one certain cut, like, you know, like a number two yes. or something like that on the guard. Mm-hmm. And then I went straight bald, made, made the, the step cut. And wow. I had my books wrapped up in a, wrapped up in a, uh, in my belt. <laughs> like I had a belt. I just wrapped <laughs> books up in it. <laughs> And I tried to let me see. I don't know if you can see me doing this here, but there you see that. Actually, it looks very right no. That really looks mm. similar, dude. It's impressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. impressive. That was pretty good. And you know what? The funny, I, I, that's, I was a little impressed with myself. You should do that again. Mm-hmm. Nah, it's too old. Maybe I could bring it back though. People are doing you know like stuff, bringing it back. Well, no, but I'm saying. Uh, another Halloween costume is what I'm saying. Like, how many fucking uh, Pirates of the Caribbean? What's that cat's name? Jack, Jack Sparrow. Jack Sparrow. Yeah. How many Jack Sparrows do you see? I hate that douche. That guy. Not Jack Sparrow, per se. But, like, on Halloween, there's always that one fucker of that course. dress up like Jack Sparrow. Of oh, course. I hate that guy. And no one does really Blade hardly anymore. Blade is a good, but that's a lot to do Halloween for. It's a long leather jacket, all that stuff for a Halloween party. They're like, dude, you really uh, went all out, didn't you? Didn't plan on there being a hundred people at this party, all hot and shit. <laughs> I don't Where'd know. Blade go. He stepped out. He's a little hot. I really want to do a. Ho- I want to go to a Halloween party. I think I'm getting old. I'm still waiting for your birthday party. That never happened. Gee, it was on Father's Day. Who would have come? I from give out no of fucks town? about that. If if oh by the way, if anyone doesn't know, Dan has a really cool like distracting tattoo. It's like so clean that it's distracting. 
Oh, are you looking at it? Right yeah, now? it's That's just so a, weird. it's a super oddly clean tattoo. Like you don't see them that good except on TV. It's a really good tattoo. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck are you doing? What? Oh, and then I forget that this, it's the Skype thing that's jacking You me. should totally, would you take a picture of it? And- it's a good thing I wasn't like picking my nose you or should- scratching myself. <laughs> you should put it on the, um, on Twitter, dude. How good your tattoo is. Uh, maybe. I don't know. It's like 10 years. I'm over it. I like it. I love it. How old is it? It's, I want to say it's 12. No, that's not true. It is, I think it's eight years old. And it's a, would you call that a half sleeve? I think it's just a, like a butt hair under a half sleeve. Because what I did was I actually went, I was dead set on getting it done. Whenever I get something in my head, I'm going to get it done no matter yeah. what. Mm-hmm. But I, I thought, okay, well, I don't really want to like lose my job or, or get a bunch of shit. Yeah. And yes, I know you can put on long sleeves, but it's fucking hot in Fresno. Okay. If you don't understand that, I don't expect you yes. to. Like we're talking 115 in the summer. Easy. It's ridiculous. Easy. And it's a city. It's not like Death Valley nope. or something like that. So my point being is I didn't really want to wear sleeves in the summertime. So I went to my boss and I said, look, this is going down. It's going to happen. <laughs> so, so I don't, you know, no, really I did. I said, I'm just letting you know, this is going to happen. I have a lot of money reserved to put, you know, to put this thing on my mm-hmm. arm. How low can I go? My boss literally took a pen and just like oh put a line on my, my sleeve. She's God. like, yeah. So of course I took it down an extra like of course. centimeter just to be a dick. You know what I mean? <laughs> but never got anything for it. I actually, you know what? Honestly, if it wasn't for my field, dude, I would do, I would sleeve it up completely if I could. Why wouldn't you? Your wife doesn't like it? No, no, no. It has nothing to do with that. I'm just still in the same field. So I'm just back to wearing sleeves. Oh, I thought you said if it was, I thought you said if my wife wasn't, I thought you said something about your wife. No, oh. if it wasn't for my field, oh. like what, I, what I do then I would. Why do wouldn't you? It. Do but I it see people now. What's the big deal? Because it's the field I'm in. They don't like that. Oh, I thought you were just doing it for you for professionalism in your brain. They said something about. No, it. no, yeah, it's like. Oh, upon. I didn't know that. And I just don't want to have to wear. It's kind of bullshit when you think about it. You can't just let me have a tattoo, really. I'm sh- like, it's not offensive. It's not like someone's drawing dicks all over my exactly. arm or something like that. But then I also, you know, it's a nice I think piece it's, of art. I don't think. At one of the places you work, they care. Dude, we've been talking 47 minutes and we have not gotten to our, our content. Yet. Oh, okay. Here's the thing. Ladies and gentlemen, before we go forward, I know now do we do it at the top on this show. Information. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's on Dan now. The Mr. The Tattoo Man himself. The rule. Uh, no, you're not a rule breaker. You're a rule abider. Won't even get a tattoo the rest of his arm to say, skip you to the man. Dan himself. I know. Well, I wouldn't say skip you, Steve. I would, I would come hard with a nice, hearty fuck you, just so you know. <laughs> I would, if I'm going to say it. Oh, like, yeah, that's right. Know. I'm talking to the guy who would say, he would, he would be like, I'm not going to procreate with no alien. Uh, okay, Dan. Okay, Dan. All right. Because that's fucking weird not to. Gee, you would do it. Versus the guy that's like, I'm ready to let an alien all up inside me. Yeah. Because I'm friendly. Because I believe in animal rights. Because they're going to kill you if you don't. When we do the word it, from now on, can I be the one that starts the show? Can I do the good morning, good evening thing? So that way I can be like, and with me, the one and only alien fucker, Mr. Steve Hudson. Gee, they're going to kill you if you don't. That's not a choice. Just do it. Totally good with that. Because what's the alternative? Okay. okay. Oh, before you do it. Now I have a really good one. But what if they say you're going to die, but your family's alive. Wouldn't you want to be like, okay, okay, wait, 
because you don't know what they're going to do to your family if you die. If you're alive, you can now do something about it. This is the stupidest <laughs> conversation. No, but the thing is, if I'm you die, you don't know what. I'm not trying to have anybody mate with my with my family, especially when it's Brent. Exactly, but if you're alive, you can now say, "Hold on," and kind of have the conversation. You're dead. You don't know what's going to happen to the family. You know what's really absurd is that we're thinking that, like, when we finally make contact with aliens, all they want to do is fuck. <laughs> it's probably true, actually. <laughs> Because I'd be like, let's do it. What's soft? No, let's do it. Here's what they would do. Actually, if, if we make con- if they come down here, dude, it's over. Because they're going to see us as parasites. They were like, the last time we were here, this planet was gorgeous. You guys showed up. We come back. We don't even recognize the neighborhood anymore. So they'd probably eradicate us. Maybe that's what parasites are and viruses. There's a flip side, though, where like I just I fight Brent off and then Brent eventually wins. And I'm just like, oh, shit, this feels kind of good. Yeah. You know what? Let's go ahead and just do this. See, see, I'm alien. See? Gay. I'm alien gay now. I love Brent. Here's what I'm going to tell you, dude. You would do it to save your family. You would, would do it. I'm a no, I'm just dirty on top of it, too. This is dirty. Dan's what they used to call me. Brent. What a random name. Do you know a guy named Brent? Do I know a guy named Brent? I knew a guy named Brent in high school. He used to scare the shit out of me because I was never really great at sports, yeah. you know? Again, I believe there's going to be some advertised content coming at some point. Uh, I was—I only played football. I'm just not good. I'm just not great with sports, Steve. I'm just going to put it out there. Perfectly fine. I'm the guy that when people talk sports, and you've probably seen me do this because when you like talk basketball at work or something like that, you know that that gif of Homer Simpson when he like backs, backs into, into the, the bushes. Bush. <laughs> That's me. You do do that? Yes, you do. Yeah, I'll start talking about something else real quick. But um, this guy Brent, I remember in, in my freshman year playing football. I mean, I weighed probably like six pounds. I was a tiny little dude, you know, little pencil arms and everything. And I'm squaring off against Brent. And Brent's the guy that's like three times my size. He's like like growling and shit. And I'm going to eat your liver. I'm like, oh, God, (laughs) you are going to eat my liver. Yeah, man. I did not last in sports. Yeah. Good thing that. Uh, you oh, know, I thought you there was more to the nature, story. Nature made me so handsome and charming. What? No, that's it. You asked me if I knew Brent. Brent used to scare the shit out of me. I know, that's but did I he know. hurt you? Brent. What happened? No, he didn't hurt me. He just scared me because he was such a big dude and he was like crazy when it came to football. He was actually very nice and pleasant until you got him on the field and then he wanted to like kill you. Do you still keep in contact with Brent? No, I haven't seen Brent. I never really kept in contact with Brent. I saw him at my 20th anniversary, or excuse me, my 20th uh, high school reunion. He's still Brent. He's just same old. Oh, Brent. you went, huh? That's right. You did go. No, I didn't. I went. I know. I went to the like the the pre party yeah. the night before. How was? I, I wasn't like the high school guy, dude. I didn't. I wasn't all social, and I already knew. I was kind of like on the fence about it because there was an opportunity for me to go if I wanted to the next day. Though I didn't really pay for anything yet. They yeah. were doing one of those. What's the hell? Show, show up at the door, mm-hmm. pay the fee, come on in. And then I got there, and like immediately. It was already like sectioned off again. Uh, like the jock still yep, hung with the jocks. Yep. And I'm like, nah. I mean, I get it. You're all friends. And so it would make sense that you're all, you know, mm-hmm. rehashing your memories and, and, you know what I'm saying? Totally. We live in old times and all that. But I'm like, yeah, this is not. There's a reason that I haven't seen these fuckers for like 20 years. Did they recognize you? Of course they did. I'm the kid. Come on, man. That's true. But you look so different <laughs> from high school, dude. I know. I mean, I would not recognize you. I was really social with them, like, outside of high school though for a little while oh. too. you know that first you know that first year right out of high school of you're still course. kind of chilling still a little chilling bit and then yeah. you just break off and then you eat and then you just eventually like in our case in fresno we got this place called the tower district so yeah. i just saw all those same people in the tower district the whole time just 
Just drunk. Wait, just different. Why is no there sports, a band called the Tower District? I don't know, Steve. Why are you asking me this fucking question? That's a really good band name, dude. If you're from Fresno. There's the Power Station. And they're, oh, yeah, that's true. They got Tower of Power. Dang, is, that is close. Tower District is a good name. Like, if you had a dope Fresno band that was trying to go big, we're like, we're going to call it the Tower District. Matter of fact, G. What kind of music do you picture the Tower District being? Probably funk like D'Angelo. Yep. I just some kind of funk or some serious brass. Oh, dude. Gotta be a lot of brass. That would in the be band. so good. All right. Anyway, but then there'd still be, you know, it, you would allude to tower. Yes, it's on Dan. It's on Dan. Because I know you guys want to get in, after all these wonderful things we just talked about, alien love and such. You want to get in contact with us. Brent, the alien that just gets up inside us and makes babies, and Steve's fallen in love with, and yeah, all of that. Because I don't want to die. Get down yes, to it. Go ahead. See, he's submissive. I'm I not am. though. With a Brent would be a power bottom. With a clearly dominating being, yes. Not, I'm saying being from outer space. Yes. Why do we call? Is it outer space? Man, what you smoke today? No, because I, it didn't sound right when I say outer. <laughs> but like that is. I mean, you know, you don't seem high. You just seem very like like. I'm happy. Um, hey man, what if blue was really green? You know what I mean? You're like that right now. What if red was orange? Dude, Dan, why do they? Dude, why do they call tri tip tri tip, Dan? That I don't is know, now man. that. Can you answer? What is? Why do they call that tri tip? Oh, fuck. No, I'm not going there. I'm going to focus, okay, but, but Steve. Do you know? There's there's definitely a point to it, yes. Okay. No Can you intended. tell me that there's, off mic? Because I don't know why. I would love to. There's also this wonderful thing called Google where it answers all your but, questions. But yeah, I want to know if Dan, because Tri-Tip is a weird name, bro. As in three, bro. Three-Tip. T-R-I. Yes, I believe so. But anyway... Let's do this. I, someone's gonna write in and be like, "Who told you that, man?" <laughs> someone might, someone might write in and be like, "What the fuck kind of show was that this week, too?" But, you know, whatever, man. I went to Woodlake right. today. That's what happened. Ah, Woodlake, lovely Woodlake, <laughs> Woodlake, California. You know you didn't, but I'll get you there one of these days. A little Fresno joke, California. Yes. You know, and Woodlake, and Steve's acting crazy. Regional, anyway. it's a regional thing. Yes. Shall we do this? Yes. Well, then allow me. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? What's going on? My name is Dan, and welcome to the Heroes of Noise podcast. If you would like to reach the show, please do so by reaching us at heroesofnoisepodcast at gmail.com. On Twitter, you can get us at Heroes of Noise. You can also get myself, Dan, at Dan Q Public, and my man Steve over there, Mr. I Got High Before the Podcast, at <laughs> S. <laughs> S-E underscore Hudson Music. You know what? I, w- I won't. There's no defamation. My man is sober. Stone cold sober. Instagram, at Heroes of Noise Podcast. I have to admit, I've been slacking there. I'll get back to it. Facebook, you can hit us up at Heroes of Noise Podcast, and you can get all of this at www.heroesofnoise.com. Get over there. Subscribe to the show. You know, Stitcher, Google Play, blah, 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 blah. Let's have the show, Steve, because we've been lagging, talking about some weird shit today. So yesterday, you hit me up, and you tell me what you've been watching. Oh, the day before yesterday. And yes, sir. and yesterday, actually, you said something. You're like on Hulu. I've been watching two shows, and one of them was Cloak and Dagger. Yes, and I'm only bringing this up because this is something that we both watched. Um, I think we could sum it up with Dan. Are you going to continue to watch this show? I will do so. Okay, but I will tell you that I didn't see enough to really impress me yet. Yes. It's one of those things where it's either going to be a slow burn mm-hmm. or it's going to just be crap. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Totally. And, and not that I'm saying that the, the first viewing was crap. It's just that like, I actually sort of got into the first episode and I was also dealing with the whole dog thing this weekend. So in fairness, I don't feel that it's, I don't feel it's right to like make a judgment call on Cloak and Dagger because I, I really didn't pay attention to episode two. I was okay. too busy dealing with the dog and everything else. But uh, before I go on, what about you? Are you like just not having it? I'm done. Yeah. I'm wow, you're very judge. You're very judgmental. And I, and speaking of being judgmental on certain shows that I may have cared for and uh, you didn't, <laughs> I have, I'm not. I'm not ready yet. But I've got an update. Because I keep my promises. Um, we're going to be talking a little bit of sweet bitter here in a little bit. Bro, I, I, yeah, yeah. I, I have some, I have some uh, opinions about okay. that. But getting back to this whole, yeah, getting back to the whole Marvel's cloak and dagger thing. Um, yes, I did watch it on Hulu. But it's also on, like, it's coming from an app or a channel, as they're calling it, the Freeform channel. Yes, have you heard of this? I have heard of Freeform, yes. This, this was literally the first time that I heard about it. I didn't study up on cloak and dagger. Not familiar with the series at all. At all. And um, oh, cool! My Mac. Sorry, guys. My MacBook just did something awesome. I see your your lovely punum there, Steve. I also see my Logic Pro, and I see uh, IMDb here. So this is pretty awesome. It's got got like a. I don't even know on. how you're doing that. What? I have no idea how I did Can it. You screenshot but it's pretty it for neat. Me? I'll just text you a picture. That would probably be the easier way of doing something. But like for me, cloak cloak and dagger was like this. Do you want to watch an hour of something? that doesn't tell you much of anything and that will intrigue you to watch episode two some people that works for for me it doesn't you need to give me something to be like oh i think they're assuming you're familiar with the ser like the comic book series because otherwise if you're not i don't know what would make you want to continue watching this show because i don't no, even fair know enough, what happened dude. in the show no i get that and i'm not comparing these two series of course but what about like lost that was like Lost's whole premise. You know what I mean? Lost, you had no fucking clue what was going on for like five years or something like that. Yes. And of course, it ended up failing miserably in the end, at least in my opinion. I just kind of like got sick of Lost. But yeah, to answer your question, I will watch something if I don't know what's going on. It's not like it was so bad that I just couldn't tolerate the acting. The acting wasn't bad. It wasn't anything that was spectacular. You know, it's just some teenagers, man. It's a Marvel show. I, I, I liken it to... It's like a less fun um, runaways. Yeah, so yes. far. And but it was just things that I was like, what was the, like, what was the point? There's a part where he gets his wallet stolen. No point in that. Zero points in that scene at all. I disagree with you. But what was the point? Would of you that? like to know why? Please. Okay, sure. Well, okay, well, we have to kind of go back before we go forward. Fair enough. Yes. Okay, so I don't want to get into spoilers yeah. because it's so new, mm -hmm. but. You know, the two characters, the two main characters, who I assume one's going to be eventually called Cloak and the other Dagger. Yes. Right? Which Call would make sense. Yes. Do you know which one's going to be which one? Yes. Do you know which one will be Cloak and which? Okay, good. All right. Just making sure. Seeing if you're really paying attention. I am. So they they came across each other mm -hmm. on this weird, fateful night through a very, like, horrific event. Yes. Yes? Mm-hmm. Okay. So in this event, they were just, they were like two victims of circumstance, mm -hmm. and they found each other through this weird accident thing that happened we'll just yes. say that okay so at the very beginning of the show or at the literally the very beginning of the show this accident happens and the only thing that i'm going to say that's even a little bit spoiler is that there's a point where they're, they're children at the time and uh i don't know either of their names just yet but the male of the bunch who i believe is going to be cloak reaches his hand out to save dagger as i'm calling her 
And at that time, I don't know if you noticed that, but he had like the crazy black mm-hmm. smoky stuff coming out of his hand, and she had the glowy thing in her yeah. hand, right? So it was like, you know, Reese's peanut butter cup, getting your chocolate totally. up in the peanut butter yeah. thing. So, okay, so, and then that was it. And then they lived their lives, and then we, we come back to, I don't know, I'm guessing probably like 10 years yes. later, right around there or something like that. And they find each other again. Well, in order to have a show, Steve, you have to find each other again, of right? Course. And how did they find each other? She was trying to jack him. They were at that party, and she was trying to jack him, and she, she did the whole – she was actually – because she um, – I don't really think this is too much spoiler, but she comes up very jaded. Mm-hmm. When we next see her again – you know what? Let me give you some names, guys, because I'm a little bit out of my uh, – the way I normally do things. And, yes, they are calling her Dagger, by Let's the way. Let's put this in the books. They actually okay. connected before the cemetery scene. They were touching in together before the cemetery scene, making the cemetery scene pointless. Not necessarily because, you know, those, we don't even know why those things even come up yet. You know what I mean? We have no idea what's like. What the crap was that? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear him? Can you hear him? What the crap? Yeah. Sorry. Oh, that means I'm going to get echo on my freaking <laughs> recording. Like, time. what the deuce? Uh, that's just a little bit of laundry, I think. Well, that but, dude, the, you if know. you, it literally looked like you did some sort of magic trick. Like something just flew behind you, and you're like, no big deal. That's how I roll. Because I'm dagger, fool. Yeah. I'm dagger. Gee, I think there was so many better ways they could have done this. So many better ways. Well, hold on. Before okay. before the mystery magic yeah. happened, I would I would venture to think that they're you know they don't even understand their powers yet. They're as a matter of fact they don't. I know they that do for a fact. They don't understand their powers yet, so they don't know. So they can't just because they touch once. If that was the case, then everyone everyone that she had touched from you know from the if the what am I trying to say the fateful night till present day, she'd be everyone would know what's up. Well, with no, her. that's not true. I'm saying because they both or have him. that power together. Once they interact, it should have just been an immediate thing instead of that whole running. That was ridiculous. I disagree. I think that it has to do with like the the emotion, you know what I mean? Like their their intensity, their everything's elevated and that's what triggered the power to come back on. It's very very textbook, man. Like seriously, it's not like I I really think that you're thinking too hard about it and then sometimes you just have to go, "Oh, it's a fucking comic book thing." So that's just let why. it go. Sure. Yeah, okay. Because yeah. I I really think that you're I think you're just you're you're taking the I'm not even saying that the show's going to be fun yet, but I think you're taking the fun out of it by just like poo-pooing the whole thing off of like one episode. Maybe they're going to explain why it didn't happen. You know, there is such a thing as a flashback. That's true. But my thing, if I'm not even championing the show yet, just so you know, like I'm not like, dude, yes, totally. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. This is the best show ever. I'm just saying that I think it's unfair of you, Steve Hudson to like, (laughs) I like looking at you. That, that, um, Probably looks like I got a lazy eye though, because I'm looking at you <laughs> on the picture. No, but anyway, um, no, I I, get I, I just think it's I think it's unfair to judge yet. I think you need to give it a little more time. Totally understandable. But here's the problem: if you're gonna give me nothing, well, then you can't do a week to week show. If you're gonna give me nothing on the first episode, you need to drop all of them because that's what Netflix does. If they want to make it a slow burn, they make you binge it so that you can just watch the next one. But if you're like nothing happened, wait for a another week i'm like oh come on if you're gonna give nothing then you need to go ahead and drop all of them instead of doing a week to week okay i'm gonna get accusatory on you again right now okay i think that you've become jaded and spoiled with binging 
Totally. And you have oh, forgotten that's true. That's what true. it's like to have cereal in your life. Not like, you know, yes. Frosted Flakes. Like cereal TV. You know what I mean? I There's don't, such a thing yes. as like, fuck, I'm going to think about that for a week. And let it come back. You know, it's got to marinate a little bit. But the thing that's is. Like a tri-tip. Throwback. So the, the people have gotten. I think they forgot how to make cereal programs. Because they don't remember that. Oh, in order to bring somebody back a week later, we can't make a show like a bingeable show. That's what this first episode was. It, it made you feel like it was bingeable so that you can go immediately to the next show. From what I watched on the first episode, there's nothing to make me wait for a week and watch another episode. Like normally, Fair enough, and yeah, then that's okay. But would you wait a week to watch the next episode or would you be like, well, I'm going week, to. Of course, but the next episode's up now. No, I've already seen two of them. Well, yeah, oh, so yes, two I've, I've seen, seen two one. of them. And uh, episode, well, see, so what are you talking about? You because it got, didn't. Maybe your thing. answers are on the second episode. I but think you're being a little the, unfair. But the thing is, the one episode didn't make me really want to go immediately to episode two. So waiting a week between, I would have been like, "Come on, G, come on, well, dog. what are you doing?" But again, I didn't hate the show. I didn't hate the show. I thought you sure? A few things <laughs> are you sure, actually, bro? Yeah, there was a few things I liked about the show. It just is unfortunate because I was like. These could be super duper duper. And I might be wrong. It might turn into the most amazing thing I've ever seen mid mid season. But, but then again, maybe it won't. Exactly. We don't know. And homeboy, uh, neither one. Okay, let's just be real. Let's just put all the cards on the table, Jay. Do it, man. Take your shirt off. Get, neither get one are like the best of acting. The performance no, okay. is lacking. I knew, yes, I knew that. where you were going. Yes. Yeah, you're not going to get, and I'm not, I guess I'm talking to you as well yeah. as the listeners. You're not going to watch the first episode and get completely wowed by it. You're not. And if you no. do, I question your taste because yeah. this is definitely going to be a slow burn. Because if it wasn't a slow burn, you'd already know, you'd already be like going totally. 100 miles an hour on this. You totally. know what I mean? Yeah. So, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to make it. It could be complete crap, but it, end, it could end up being, you know, redeeming itself. Oh. I don't I don't know and I don't feel personally that I've seen enough of it to really make that judgment call. Totally yeah. I think I watch episode two just be here's what I did love about it. The special effects are legit. Yeah. Like they are, they are legit. Like when I watched the whatever thing they're using for his um I don't know if he's teleporting or whatever he's doing. Whatever yeah. effect they use for that is just fantastic. I think it's very like if they start and then there's one scene where he's on a roof and a cloak is like mm-hmm. blowing behind him. That looked look dope. Not very many shows has a scene that good. It I'm looked like, really cool, right? It looked amazing. And the reason he had the sheet over him was totally convincing. I'm like, oh, because he, I'm not going to ruin it, but there's a reason he was in another place with a thing on him, but on the roof, it turns into something. I was like, that is clever than a mug. Spoilers. That is so clever. It was actually a cock ring. I'm spoiling it, but anyway. Yes, you are. See? For a sixteen, how old do you think those kids are? <laughs> I forgot. It's teenager. It's not yeah. really a cockering. Everybody, but, uh, <laughs> I, I would, forgot. I'm gonna watch. <laughs> I'm gonna watch uh, episode two. Stupid. I'm gonna I'm watch so it because now I'm curious. Now I want to know what D- Dan saw. Saying, oh, maybe the answers are no, no, no. So I'm just letting it. you know. Maybe you're saying no, no. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm not saying. I'm saying that I can't make a judgment call either way. I mean, you know, sometimes. No, that's not even a good comparison. All I'm trying to say is that with, with an hour, 40, 42 minutes, whatever it is, without commercials, 
I was, I was, I wouldn't say I'm hooked, but I was able to kind of go, okay, all right, I see where they're going with this. And then I watched the next one. And there was a couple of questions that I had from the first one that actually got answered. In other words, why is, I'm trying to figure out, her name is Olivia Holt, who plays Dagger. Okay. And I'm really trying to remember her name. I believe it's, uh, oh, it's Tandy. That's right. So we've got Tandy Bowen and then we've got Tyrone Johnson. All right. Tandy Bowen is going to be Dagger and, um, Tyrone's going to be close. Yes. I kind of wanted to know why she was so jaded because we know when we watched the first episode, we obviously have a really good clue as to why she could have become jaded. She loses somebody. We'll say yes. that. And, money. and then we show her yes. as a child, she does. And then we see her as, and yeah. And then we see her as an, as a teenager or a young adult, or maybe she's even an adult because she is going into clubs and stuff like that. Yes. So maybe she's like 21 or she's just got a fake ID, whatever. You know, girls get treated differently when it comes to the club, man, you pigs. Well, but, no, because he's still in high school, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So maybe, maybe that's what I'm saying. Maybe it's like a fake ID that she has. I think so. Yeah. Or she's just getting let into the clubs because she's cute or something. Yes, like that. which happens. You know, shame on you, bouncers. Yes, which totally happens. It does. It happens. And, all the, and time. the thing is, Tyrone's mother. I was all up in the clubs at 19. <laughs> Tyrone's mom is a heavy hitter. I used to watch her in movies years ago, and like uh, daily. I think she was in soap opera. Maybe not, but either no, probably in TV shows. But she can act. And I knew as soon as I saw her, I'm like, oh, no, she's so good that it's probably going to overshadow the kid. And it's true. She's just good. She's a good actress. He's going to maybe, it's going to rub off on him, Tyrone maybe, and get him better throughout the season. Because right now he's reading lines. That's what he's doing. Well, let me ask you this. Did you like Runaways? I never finished Runaways, no. So that means you didn't like it much. It was. It wasn't bad. It was just. Are you just? I just never. You know how those. You know those shows that you like. It wasn't bad, but when someone says, "Have you ever finished?" You're like, "Oh yeah, no, I didn't ever go back to that." It's just. <laughs> I need to get around to that again. Yeah, it just wasn't a big match. Well, I finished it. How'd you like it? it um, I liked it, but what I'm getting at is, is that I don't think that all of the characters on that show are strong. Um, I, I and it's, that's the thing too. It's like I, I'm. I kind of judge my shows on whether or not I'm able to go like, you know, this person and call them by yes. their, their character yes. name. That doesn't stick with me. Like I'm having trouble recalling their names okay. right now. So I don't think it's a perfect show. I don't think it's, but I would say, Hey, check it out. If you haven't watched runaways, maybe you'll dig it. Well, I'm just starting to kind of be like, you know, I'm just starting to be like, you know, and I'm, I'm going to get to why I'm saying this in just a second, but not everything has to be my taste, totally. but it doesn't necessarily mean that I won't, that I won't recommend it. True. Do you know what True. I mean? Like if it, it's something that I just found to be complete garbage, I'm going to say, yeah, I find this to be complete totally garbage. Totally get that. I wouldn't personally recommend yes. it. In this case, I don't think this falls in that category where it's like, you know, I'm, I'm not sure yet, but you should check it out and let me know what you think. Totally. That's how I feel about I told, it. Now I will say like Runaways was way more fun from Jump. Like you wanted to watch the next episode. Yes. I was just like, wow, this is fun. And I would have finished Without it question. at a certain yes. point. I would have totally finished. I think it was a week to week. They didn't drop them. And so I was like, oh, I got to come back to this next week. And I never did. Yeah. But it was fun, man. Regardless of uh, what was going on or whatever. Some of their, like, when there's an episode where they catch their parents doing something. And I did not see that coming. I was like, what the crap are those parents doing? Like, what the heck is happening? Is there some sort of underground whatever the deuce? And that's when I was just like, oh, wow, this is fun. Like, this just turned fun out of nowhere. And uh, I just never went back because it was a week to week. Binging has has messed me up. Yeah, I I think you're jaded from binging. I really do. But, you know, that said, 
it was fine. I, I'll watch the next season, but I didn't like finish watching it and be like, oh man, we're done already. Like I was like, okay, I, I get where we're going here. And it can kind of go either way at this point because it does have a little bit of a cheesiness to it with the teen acting that it could kind of go over the hill if they're not careful with totally. it. Totally. Particularly in some of the characters. So would you recommend yeah. this to our list? We're not really talking about that one. But would you rec- I would recommend checking out Cloak and Dagger. You're talking about Cloak yes. and Dagger? or yeah. Right? Yeah. I'm, I'm saying that I'm not giving up on it yet, and I think that you should watch it too, just to check it out and see. Okay. Not you. But in general. Not you, yes, Steve. Of course not. Of you, course. the listener. Now, this brings us to, I think, my favorite movie of the last two weeks. It's a movie on Netflix called Cargo. And... Dude, I mean, I love this. I don't even want to tell you what Cargo is about because before on Netflix, Cargo just had um, the main actor with a backpack on him. And that's all it had, which made me watch it. And then all of a sudden I'm like, wait, 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 what just happened right now? When did this turn into this thing? But now it turned. Now you, you look online or you look on Netflix and it has like a gruesome picture that you're like, daggone it. You know what I'm saying? Before it was just like, yeah, they kind of let the yes, cat out of the bag. Why would they do that? But anyway, what it is, is I'm not going to even ruin it. It's a common mistake. Look, you're going to, if you see on Netflix now, it's not Martin Freeman on the front anymore. It's what you're going to see is uh, pretty much a zombie, which totally, and these aren't zombies because they, um, they are technically zombies because they do die and come back. So technically, no, 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 they're not zombies because they don't die and come back. So these aren't zombies. They're technically sick. That's what they are. Zombie-like. Yes. Because so they're not, it's not a it's, zombie. It's a pandemic yes. is what we're talking there about. We and so what it is, is we are, we're, we're dropped right in the middle of this pandemic that's happened. I believe it's in Australia. And um, he's, yes, and he's, he's, you know, dealing with trying to, you know, with a family, he has a wife and a kid, Martin Freeman has a wife and a child, and they're pretty much navigating this new world of sick people. And it's so interesting because they start out in a totally different way than how it ends. And I'm, and I know that you're like, well, that's what movies do. No, 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 no. If you don't know how this movie ends, you have an idea of how it ends from jump. You're like, oh, I know what this movie's going to be about. No, you do not. I assure you. I agree. That it takes a turn about 20 minutes in that you're like, okay, well, then that's going to happen. Okay, cool. Then immediately it takes another turn. You're like, oh, crap. Now this is, it's on, you're like on a, it immediately puts the, t- the, puts the, the movie on a, an urgency that you weren't expecting. An urgency that you were not expecting. And um, one thing I love is how they treat, um, is that correct to say? Is it, um, I don't know if it's native Australians or Aborigines. The way that they respect the culture of Aborigines, in my opinion, I don't know, I might be wrong, but they really treat them in a wonderful way that I was worried they were going to go another direction. But then again, Martin Freeman's in it. So I don't think he'd be in a movie that were they, they were just like condescending to everybody. It was, it was so fun. The whole movie. I didn't want the movie to end when it ended. I was like, Oh no, that's the end. And it was a, not a short movie, man. Cargo is a fun pandemic movie. As crazy as that sounds. I loved it. what did you think, dude? 
I thought it was freaking awesome. I loved this movie because I started watching, dude, I started watching this movie at probably like one thirty in the morning and I was just thinking, ah, it's on. I can't really sleep. And normally when I do that, I, I don't retain it. You know what I mean? It'll just sort of be on. I'll be looking at my phone or, or doing the whole like phone podcast movie thing, you know, just not paying attention is what I'm getting at. And I got locked in immediately. I think Martin Freeman killed it in this movie. I thought he was awesome. And dude. I'm going to go ahead and I don't think this is really spoiler territory because this is off of IMDb, but I'm going to go ahead and give the synopsis. By the yes. way, Steve, did you know that this was originally a short story that they, they expanded into a movie, full movie? That is really hard to do. They did a great job. That They did a really good job. Yeah, from what I'm seeing, you know how like you go on the user reviews and you check it out. Apparently, the short is something to be witnessed. Apparently, it's really good. And you know how like they can oh, kind of really? take... I mean, because really what they do a lot of times with these shorts is they will, they'll just expand on it. They'll add meat in the middle of it to give, your, give yes, them a longer totally. movie. Apparently, totally. they were from what I'm reading, I, I haven't seen it, so I can't make the call myself. But from what I'm reading, they were able to really just abridge that thing very well. They didn't have to bridge it because that was the original story. But they were mm-hmm. able to get all of the basic information into this short that allowed them, inspired them, whatever you would have you to produce this as a... As a uh, I think what it was, this is another one of those Netflix originals, you know, that are actually... Yes was probably going to be put out in theater and for whatever reason it got dropped. Netflix came along, said, I'll take that. And I think they got a winner on their hands, man. I really, oh, really yes. like this movie. But what I was what I was getting at is I'll go ahead and read the synopsis because it does kind of tell you everything without telling you anything. It says, okay. uh, stranded in the midst of a zombie apocalypse. Now see they should they fucked yeah. up. They shouldn't have said, <laughs> they shouldn't that. said But we already we already said it though. Yeah, and it's not a zombie apocalypse. Because it started off like when I saw yeah. it, no, it's real well it's is a it pandemic because they don't die. Yeah, you don't do they die? Because it doesn't. It looks like they just they transfer into this way of life. They don't necessarily have to die. Yeah, I don't recall there ever being anything where, like, you know, you were focusing on a heart stop. Yes, you know. But maybe they did. But uh, they, they since did. we've yeah. already gone, yeah, I think I can actually explain this fairly well without really giving any spoilers. Okay. Okay. I can, I can break the premise down a little okay. bit here, but I'll read what this says and then. You'd let me know if I need to expand. So basically it says, stranded in the midst of a zombie apocalypse, a man sets in motion an unlikely plan to protect his infant daughter. So as I'm reading that, I realize that, you know, there's things that we can't say. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know what I mean? I think that anyone that's seen enough of these movies can kind of put two and two together. But like Steve's saying, what you, you know, what you expect to happen is not at all what happens. And it's just this really cool it's like a struggle movie. Yes. We're trying to figure out we have, it's a time limit. Mm-hmm. We have a 48 hour time limit on this thing. Once you're infected, you have 48 hours and Martin Freeman has to do something with his child. As it says in this you know, synopsis, he has to get her somewhere to safety. I won't say why, but that's, that's pretty much the premise of the movie, but it's just the way that they handle it. And it's the situations that they get in, you know, much like say something like walking dead. We're going to go ahead and call them zombies for the sake of argument here. And for the sake of the story, but the zombies, even though they are, you know, fully featured in this movie, they are again the backdrop, yes. much like Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Yes, the zombies are happening. Yes, there are, you know, if you get bit, that's your ass or whatever. But it's more of the humanity thing. It's another one of those humanity in the midst of a zombie apocalypse movies. And the way that it's done is awesome. There's a part in the movie. I mean, there's some heavy hitting shit in this movie. Uh, I won't go into it, but there is a uh, a certain part of the movie where it deals with a family that he encounters at the beginning of the movie. And that's all I'm going to say about it. But that was deep, man. Like that whole transaction man. at the end of that movie, dude, I was like, Oh my totally God. Understood and then too. picturing totally myself understood. being in that yes. and 
Yes, totally, absolutely. But picturing myself being Martin Freeman yeah. in the distance, mm-hmm. hearing what's going on, Oy. that's some heavy shit. And I hope I, ne- <laughs> I hope I never have to do that, folks. Is what I'm saying. I mean, yes, I don't really want a zombie apocalypse, but if we do get one, I don't want to have to be in that particular situation because oh, no. that was rough. Yeah, people it, do some really desperate things apparently when the zombie apocalypse comes. Not the zombie, folks. The zombie. And even when when he <laughs> when he runs into them in the beginning, I was that other family. What they did in the beginning, I'm like, I get it. Just keep moving, keep on moving, you know, because you just don't mm-hmm. know. And I totally got he it. He sent a clear message to him real quick. Yes, dude. And it just and you could tell how in this in this movie, it's next to impossible the way that something happens in the beginning, you realize it's almost unavoidable unless you just absolutely, yeah. it's almost an unavoidable end, a conclusion to what's going to happen to you. And it's, I thought Mark, Martin Freeman was not in a Netflix movie. He was in a movie. He took it absolutely serious. Yes. He took it totally serious. There was a part I super teared up at the end and it wasn't what you thought. It was, I'll just say there was a smoke Somebody comes out of smoke at the end. Dude, that part it, was awesome with the Aborigines. Oh my gosh. Dude. I loved that part. When I saw Martin Freeman and his reaction, his his situation, yeah. I just my 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 throat got I mean, dude, it was Jesus, dude. He's crying right now, ladies and gentlemen. It was Look at so him. So absolutely heartbreak. It was heartbreaking knowing hey look this is the world we're in this is what you have to do whatever the deuce but knowing that they didn't this is an ending that they earned it was real it wasn't a fake ending saying hey blah blah whatever happened okay this was an ending that was earned was real and i just adored this movie i didn't say anything about it because i just didn't uh I literally just, I don't know why I didn't text you immediately. It was like, hey, watch Cargo. It was just, it was one of those movies where I had to sit there for a while and just be like, what did, what I just watched right now? Wow. That was crazy. Whereas I was like, I didn't know you'd seen it. And that's why I was like, I got to tell Steve about this one like so immediately. Good. Cause this is obviously was... right up your alley, you know? But what I liked about this one, you see it sometimes in zombie movies, but I like the fact that it's set it's post, I don't want to call it apocalyptic, but you know, post zombie apocalypse. Yes. And it's clear that there's government involvement in it. Not like they mm-hmm. caused it, but they were doing things to, they, they basically invent kits. They have these yes. kits that they distribute mm-hmm. because the government's well aware of what's going on. And I'm not going to say what's in the kit, but I, I just liked it that it was, it wasn't in a, it wasn't put in a setting to where it's like, we don't know what's happening. We don't know the cause of it. Even though they kind of don't know, they, they seem to have an understanding of it. And that understanding is, is like, we're screwed. Like this is just this is just what's going to happen at this point, yes. and I liked that they had these special kits that they did. Like, okay, if you really get in the cool. situation, then this is what you need to do. You know, and they the way that they kind of detailed the the main instrument in this kit. Yeah, I was like, ooh, yeah, that'll do it. That will do it for sure. And, and the know? thing is, the the hard thing is, well, the, no, the cool thing is, this is how it would happen. It wouldn't be like, oh my goodness, millions of hordes are overrunning the no. It would be, this happened, it was contained in certain areas of the world, it's contained, and this kit is what happens if you get sick, this is what you do. But in the outback, there is no containment. 
you are kind of being like, let's try to get to the closest metropolitan area as possible. But getting there is not an easy feat when this is what you're facing everywhere. Right. It does. So you might as well be on another planet if the nearest metropolitan place is safe. So what? You're on a, you might as well be in the middle of, because you also have people working against you. People turn into who they really are when it's a, a pot, when it's going on like this, where it's like, oh, I can be who I really am and just kill people. Yeah, there's no rules. So even people aren't your friend. Yes. So get it. Like if I was in Madeira and all I had to do was get to Clovis or get to Fresno to be safe, I might as well be on another planet. Those are the two surrounding cities of our city, by the way. Yes. To about 15 miles away. But getting 15 miles here and all that happens in between that 15 miles is it would be a work of um, incredible fortitude for me to get here. So I love how they're just like, yeah, it doesn't matter where the safe places are. It's impossible to get there because of everything in the middle. I mean, and dude, I, this isn't a ruining. You know what the creepiest part for me was? What's that? Them having their head in the dirt. That yes. kind of creeps me out, dude. Yeah, I hate, and they never explained why. I did. Not I know. Like I kept that. waiting for that. It's like, is this some kind of weird incubation <sighs> period or something like that? And they never. Oh, touched on dude, that. it was, and it was so effective. Just walking by people with their head in the ground, and if you made a noise, all of a sudden they'd lift up. You're like, oh, nope, gone, 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 dude. This is crazy. Yeah. Or there's also that period of hibernation that they go into, like that cave scene. Oh, jeez. Yeah, you know, and that's even freakier to me. Not I like that. I didn't. I thought that might have been the scariest scene for me because it's oh, just terrifying. that will they or won't they thing. And you know, you're like creep. Again, I'm not getting yes. into it, but they, but creeping by zombies that are not doing oh, their zombie dude. thing, but can turn any second. That's yes. it was just very very intense, and I think they did that really well. I loved um, it. There's one thing though, and I don't even know if this is necessarily a negative thing, but I wanted to ask you about this. Didn't it seem like Martin Freeman's 48 hours was a long ass 48 hours compared to the way that was things a were long going down? You know what hours, I'm saying? Jay. Like, for that instance, yeah. That was a yeah. long 48 hours. That was a, like, you have to get somewhere within 40, I will say, you have to get somewhere within 48 hours, otherwise something is destroyed. I'll say that. And other people tried to get to this place in 48 hours, and it just seemed like a lower, like the 48 hours kind of sped through for them. But he had like a long 48 hours. But I didn't notice. Well, he also, yeah, he had a mission that he had to accomplish that not everyone in this movie has. Like, he's got a very specific mission. Oh, but man. the thing was, is that there's another character in the movie. I'm not going to, you know, really go into that. Because this truly is a movie that you should watch, mm -hmm. guys. But there's another character in the movie that's like right at the beginning that kind of sets this whole thing off. And their 48 hours seemed like about 12 minutes. Yes. You know totally, what I mean? Totally. It was just like... But I Bite, know why. Boom, bam, you and you it know was why? This person was going to this place before it got destroyed, before this 48-hour destruction, right? On the way to the 48-hour destruction, uh -huh. they were in an accident that kind of made that destruction speed up. They were in a certain accident. Did they touch on that? Or is this just your assumption? No, um, yeah? okay, push pause. Okay, so we took a quick little break because Steve, Steve had to explain something to me. So, yeah, now it makes perfect sense. This is a great movie. Like, that was my fault for missing that oh, part. Dude. And it was very obvious. Again, I was just watching it at, like, 2 o'clock in the morning or whatever it was. But, yeah, that's, that's a perfect reason as to why that it, there was an expedited process. And even there. that scene, dude, holy crap. 
that scene, man. Oh, dude, you just watched the movie. Everyone listening to this, if you like, if you're not into zombie flicks, still watch the movie. But if you're into zombie flicks, you are going to love this movie. You're going to really dig this movie. I hear a lot of people that like this movie, especially because um, I don't know why, but there's this issue where people don't like running. Like they don't like the um, Dawn of the Dead running zombies or the uh, uh, 28 hours later yeah. or 20 days later. They don't like those running zombies. I love them. It's scary I don't like as hell. Them at all, Cause why would I all of a sudden they're scary. And just because I died two minutes ago, that doesn't mean I can't run. It's not like I'm in like you're fairly oh, you're fairly surprised still. St- Thank you. Rigor mortis hasn't kicked in yet. And so, bingo. And there's some. Uh, I think there's a reason that we don't. I don't know why they're like. Well, that's not how they should move. If they were underground for ages and ages, yeah, those can't. But if I just, you know, I, something got in my eye, and technically 20 hour, twenty days later, they're not zombies. They get infected, and so they should be able to run. But I get why Dawn of the Dead people don't like that. But even some of them don't necessarily die. They get infected. I think those are like the, the, the dedicated Romero fans. They like that crawl yes, zombie, the slow walk. But the thing is, is there yes. are no rules. These are zombie movies. There are no rules. I'm just glad they're still making good zombie movies because yeah. they could have taken that turn where it was like, oh, well, let's just do nothing but vampire movies and just completely sink the franchise or the, the not the franchise necessarily, yes. but the, the interest in vampire movies. You know what I mean? I think that they're doing a very yes. good job of, of maintaining, you know, uh, what am I trying to say? The drive to go and see these movies. The interest is still there for me. You know, I haven't, I'm not burnt out on zombie oh, movies. No, if no, they're no, making no. them like this, that's my type of movie. Yeah. But I, but I can also, you know, smell a, smell a turd from, you know, a mile away too. You can always tell when you have a good totally. one and when you have a shitty one. Speaking of zombies, do you like Black Mirror? You love Black Mirror, right? Yeah, I do. Well, the creator of Black Mirror, he made a zombie show before Black Mirror. Did you know that? I was not aware. Yeah, what was it called? I think it's on Netflix now. It's called Dead Dead Set. And what this what this show is is, um, you know, Big Brother. Yes. The UK You're talking about Big the series. Brother? Yes. Yes. He he posited a theory or an idea that he made a show about saying, "What if these people in Big Brother?" We're on TV or, you know, they're on TV, but a zombie apocalypse happens outside that studio. And it's them trying to keep those zombies out and figuring out how are we going to get out of here? Like they think people are still filming them. And then all of a sudden it clicks. Wait a minute. No one's been here for a while. And you, they still show clips of the zombie things happening outside the studio. And soon they look out, they're like, oh my. But they're in the safest place they could be because it's a set. But when one person gets bitten, now you're stuck in a dead set with a bunch of dude. And one is all it takes. Gee, when you watch this show, and it sucks because everybody's been waiting for a, a second series of it. But sometimes when you hit gold, especially in the UK, they like doing this. They're just like, eh, one series, we're good. I'm like, but what happens? What happens after? No, he went on the Black Mirror. And it's called Dead Set. You would love it. There's nothing wrong with leaving them wanting more. That's a good sign of success, I think. Very true. You know what I mean? There, but now I think there's going to be enough of an outlet, especially now that it's on Netflix. You know how Netflix tends to be like, people will discover something and be like, hey, what happens after this? I think he might end up maybe doing one more season of Dead Set. Because it was 2006, 2007. 
Yeah, that could have been intentional. Like, let's just let's throw this out and see how many you know people what? bite. It's true. And we all, dude, you're gonna love Dead Sit. You're gonna love it. And I wish I could see it like you did when not even knowing about it, and then you watch this awesome zombie show. I mean, same thing with Cargo, man. I had no idea what I was getting into with 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 that. It just looked interesting. It was the Netflix premise that got me. Look, I th- I was wa- looking at it and I was like. It was just Martin Freeman with a backpack. So I was just like, okay, I like Martin Freeman. But dude, it took literally, what, 15 minutes for me to be like, wait, wait, what happened here now? Was it a, I can do this without, not, without spoiling anything. I was like, oh, maybe it was a fish. Some sort of fish happened in the beginning. Okay, cool. But then it went on. I was like, oh, that wasn't a fish. It was something else that got no yeah i was like that fish was real strong i was like okay whatever i did not know anything about the premise i just watched it because i love martin freeman tonight i'm watching ghost stories with martin freeman it's on uh on demand and yeah. uh again martin freeman in my opinion, maybe i'll watch along yeah dude martin freeman is he hasn't missed for a while he hasn't missed for a while dude no. even though i'm not a big person no, he's into been the hobbit it. and all that stuff no, I did not like The Hobbit at all. Okay. Then again, though, I'm not a fan of Lord of the Rings Neither either. Am I. I appreciate how beautiful the movies look, but it's just not my bag. I'm about to do something that's genius, and I just thought about it. Oh, first of all, okay. for we're both saying see Cargo and Dead Set. Um, Dan, I absolutely. I, I as far as like this is not the best. Hold on, real quick, Steve. I'm sorry. This is not. I'm not going to say this is the best movie that I've ever seen. However, Cargo. I'm going to go ahead and give it my highest recommendation. I totally think that you should be watching this movie, and I'm very curious to see what people think because it's just so damn good. It won't be a life changer, no. but it is going to be a movie that sticks with you because if you really pay attention to it and put yourself into that situation. Mm-hmm. It's kind of brutal. Like, it's, it's trained to Busan brutal, some of the stuff that goes on. And that's movie. still, I would still say that, uh, obviously, Train to Busan is the best zombie movie ever made. Um, for me. Yeah, it's a superior movie. It's an movie amazing sure. movie. Um, I, they're, making a number, they're making a second one, which kind of, but you can't not make a second one when it's the biggest horror movie ever released in, a, you know, Korea or whatever. You can't not make one then. You have to be like, oh, this is bigger than I thought it was going to be. But my thing is, uh, it's, I realize that Train to Busan is, and I might be wrong, it might not be a Korean movie, so if I'm wrong, please uh, correct me. But one thing I love about... It's Korean. Okay, good. One thing I would say, Train to Busan is my favorite zombie flick overall. Um, The first Night of the Living Dead is my favorite zombie flick with a social commentary attached. Like, the social commentary attached to it is just genius, especially for that time. It's insane. And even watching it now, I'm like, get away with this like how did he get away with doing i'm sure people just were like oh good movie and walked away and then 20 years later people were like wait a minute wait a minute and he's like yeah it was a social commentary did i just oh we did yes yeah, and it, it yeah. was just no i see your point there, it man. was so good so if anyone hasn't seen Night of the living dead watch it if only for the ending with what they do to the zombies then you're gonna be like oh my god oh my god so yes for social commentary, Night of the Living Dead. Overall zombie flick, flick obviously Train to Busan. Most fun zombie flick I've ever watched is Dawn of the Dead, the, the remake. It was the most fun. I would go Zombieland. Ooh! <laughs> yeah, Zombieland. I saw your face. I love doing this on Skype, man. It cracks me yeah, up. Yeah, you're right, dude. I would have to say that's a more that fun movie so myself. so fun, dude. 
I love Dawn of the Dead, though. I love them both, and I, I just I think I liked the James Gunn one a little bit more, just because it was a little more uh, fast paced. That was Gunn, and and it wasn't at, and it wasn't as dated. I'm pretty sure that was James I didn't Gunn. Know yeah. that. Had to, now I'm gonna have to. I'm always doubting myself, but I'm. I did not to know that is really that makes. If that was Gunn, that makes so much sense. I really hate that. Um, here's what I love. Uh, I hated a that there wasn't a sequel. Obviously, I, I, I it just drove me oh. crazy. What happened? Oh no no no! I was right. I'm sorry. I didn't mean excuse me. I didn't mean to interrupt you. But yes, there is James Gunn involvement. But it was written by George A. Romero, obviously, and then James Gunn adapted the screenplay. But it was directed by Zack Snyder. Oh, it was Zack Snyder. You're right. Dang. But I knew there was some kind of James Gunn. That was a great job by Zack. You know what? And now I see why people thought that he was going to be good at other things. (laughs) (laughs) Not so much. And he's not bad. He knows how to make an amazing set piece. I'm giving him Watchmen. I don't care what you say. I love Watchmen. Snyder gets Watchmen. I love that Because it was the... It's just all that other shit. Yes. It was... Not so so popping. (laughs) Wait a minute. Okay, wait, dude. Let me make sure. I'm not going to say this stupid thing. I want to make sure because if I say, this is one of those things where if you're like, didn't he direct this and it wasn't right, people are going to be like, oh, why would you even think that? Wait a minute. So, okay, yeah, I was right. He did do 300. Zack Snyder? Yeah, so that's another one that he destroyed on. He created a whole genre of that kicking slow motion thing. So he was on an upswing, Jay. Can I tell you something about that movie? Uh-oh. Yeah, I thought it was really cool looking. Like, it really cool looking. Not one of my favorite movies. No? Not really all that impressed by 300. I'll be honest with you. I mean, I, I dug all the violence, and I, like I said, I really liked the presentation. It was a beautiful movie. And it, had, it did some things that I'd never seen before. Yes. But... Not really one of my favorite movies. Like, I don't really appreciate Gerard Butler like a lot of people do. And I get it. This is Sparta. But it just wasn't something well, that, that really was resonated the best with me part. that much. And I felt like I was the odd man out. You know yes. what I mean? I mean, I thought it was a very, like, the 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 color he put onto it, the um, slow motion effects when they kick and then slow. I thought that was slick. Again, it was the first time I had Oh, it was visually that. stunning. Visually, totally stunning. I was just, I remember thinking, I can't wait to see what he does next. And boy, oh boy. That's unfortunate. Then again, I mean, he's making money. But I just think that from 300, Dawn of the Dead, I thought that these things, I thought this guy was going to be a force. Like, oh my goodness, wait and see what. And maybe he got into his own head, or maybe this is exactly what he really wanted to do, and those were just other things. Maybe this is what he wants to do. I don't know, man. I mean, he's great at certain things he just is very and it, the the backlash to snyder a he has the most rabid core fan base that are off the wall but there is a backlash to him like as soon as they see that he directed something it's almost to the point where it's an m night Shyamalan thing where it's just like Ugh, directed by him huh? uh even if the even if the trailer's good once you see his name you're like oh boy is this going to be good? Unfortunately, yeah, he's kind of tainted. He's a little tainted now. So you have to either just get past that and then accept it and give him the chance, or you're just going to straight up, I wouldn't say boycott, but you're just going to pass it up. Like, nah, yeah. I'm good. You it's know? just like, I don't think Shyamalan... I'm kind of there when it comes to the DC universe, bro. Yes. And Shyamalan still hasn't walked, even with, um, with um, what was the recent movie with Joseph, uh, 
Joseph Gordon Levitt. Split. Even with Split, I don't think he's washed the stink Joseph off of Gordon him yet. Levitt. I don't think he's Joseph Gordon Levitt. Am I missing one? What do you mean? Joseph Gordon Levitt wasn't in Split, so is there another? Are you oh, talking about James my. McAvoy? James or did, McAvoy. is there a movie that I'm missing? Sorry, James McAvoy. James McAvoy. Sorry. It's cool. It's cool. I just I maybe I missed one. Sometimes, but um, James McAvoy. Like even with that, does he have the stink on him still? I think Shyamalan still. When people see his name, they're like, oh yeah, I think for some people, but I, I think that Split brought him back. You know what I mean? Yes. To a lot of people, Split brought him back. Yes. And I'm very much looking forward to Glass. Now, what he does after that, I don't know. But I'm totally down to see Split again. I like that movie a lot. And also Glass. Split was a Blumhouse, right? Was it a Blumhouse? I, think I don't Split, think so. I think Split is a Blumhouse. Man, you're hitting me up with questions I'm not prepared. Yeah, <laughs> like in you're my hitting me brain, up with questions that I, I'm uh, I put not it, prepared to answer. Yeah, in my brain, I put it in the Blumhouse category. I think they gave him 4.9. Wow, man. You know what? You are making me feel a little inexperienced right That's now because not, I'm trying to I find might that. be wrong. I might be I wrong. Know. I'm going to go ahead. You know what? Honestly, Steve, I'm just going to go with your opinion on that one because uh, I don't know. Hold on, let me see. And quite frankly, we have so much shit to talk about. Blumhouse split. Yeah, it's a, it's a Blumhouse movie. Yep, sure is. Sure is. Yeah, because I, I put it in the Blumhouse category in my brain, and I'm just like, I think it's a Blumhouse movie. I mean, and it was perfect because you give Shyamalan four, it's not enough for him to mess up. And it's not too much where it's just like, we're going to miss. They're geniuses at that. They know exactly how to just be like, if we give 10 movies $5 million, a few of them are going to be blockbusters. Maybe a few of them are stinkers. But a few of them are going to be now. They're I don't see them ever getting another Get Out. That's the most they've ever made on a movie, and it was Oscar winning. I don't think that's going to happen again. But I do believe that they're going to be. Um, that Blumhouse is a force to be reckoned with. So um, I'm very eager to see what he does with Glass. But again, I think the stanks on him. Uh, it, just because of Dawn of the Dead and 300, I hope Zack Snyder washes the stink off him too. I really do. I, I think he's capable. Well, he's of, got a lot of stink on him right does, now for dude. many reasons. And people, I mean. That's a lot of stink. That's a lot of funk, G. That's tough. But uh, anyway, so yes, go see Cargo. But what else did you What else did you watch that you think people will be interested in seeing, Dan? Uh, I know you, there's a show you wanted to kind of talk about to give us the re-up about what you thought of it. But uh, <laughs> that could be bittersweet. See what I did there? Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. Very nice. You know what? Yes. I'm going to go ahead and get into that because you know what, Steve, I'm a man that keeps my promises. Yes, okay. Yes. And as I'd mentioned, and I lucked out, I lucked out though, because I said I was going to finish watching to season five and make my, excuse me, to episode five yes. and make my decision. Right. Yes. Well, it just so happens that there's only six episodes. So I went ahead and just finished it. Uh-huh. up. So now, as I'd mentioned before on a couple shows ago, I started off, I, I had texted Steve in the middle of the night. I'm like, Hey man, I just stumbled across this on stars. It's called Sweet Bitter. And check it out. Seems interesting to me, you know. And as we talked about it before, uh, Steve does not think it is interesting. And I found it to be a little non-interesting. That, like, there were certain points where I was ready to bail. Yes. But I, li- I'm, I like to complete what I'm, you know, my tasks. Mm-hmm. So I have, since then, watched the entire series. And now I'm ready to give my full-on statement. Because if I recall, if you'll refresh my memory, Steve, you just thought this was just straight garbage. Mm-hmm. Completely boring. Yes. And there's a million other things like poking your eyes out that you can totally. do, right? Then, then, then watch Sweet Bitter. Bingo. Okay, so 
this is now now before I go into this here, I do want to say that you're always telling me that I'm always trying to find the good in things, and I'm always I'm that guy. I'm always trying to find the good, redeeming yes. value in something. I don't think that's the case in this one here, man. I'm going to be honest okay. with you. So I'm going to compare it to something that they they are so different, mm-hmm. but there's a reason for my comparing. Okay. Here, okay. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and compare. Okay, let me tell you this. So after watching Sweet Bitter all the way through, I have established that this is in this is in fact a good show. Okay. It's a good show, and I think that a lot of people will like it. However, I don't think that this is set for, it's not for everyone. Much like, here's my comparison, let's say Wrinkle in Time, okay? A fine movie. But to me, when I watched it, I just couldn't relate. I'm a 45-year-old man. I couldn't relate to watching Wrinkle in Time. I, I didn't get it. You know what I mean? It just didn't appeal to me. That said, other people were enjoying this movie. Granted, it did kind of like go away quickly. I will give it that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it, it did okay. But a lot of people said that. That it's just, you know, that's it's fine. There's there's a demographic for this movie. Much like Sweet Bitter, there's a demographic for totally. this, man. I think that if you're... Now, correct me, folks, if you're into food service and you disagree with this here, let me know. Because I am kind of curious about this. But just my assumption based on watching this movie and having some friends that were servers and bartenders and things like that, I think that if you are sort of living in that world, there's going to be more to relate to. Mm-hmm. Then say someone like myself that's in the healthcare system that just, I don't do those things. I'm not a 20 something year old woman that is in the city trying to, you know, experience what life has to offer. Mm -hmm. And I'm not surrounded by all these quirky characters that are equally, you know, they're in the city finding themselves too. So on that, in that aspect, I I, I don't relate to it. Do you know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? But I don't think that it's a bad series because of that. I think that this is, there's, there's going to be a demographic for this here. I think that this will relate to, um, and I, matter of fact, if you look on Twitter, it seems to, I think I'm correct on this. I think that it relates to 20 something females and probably males in the food service. You know, anyone, there's just certain characters that are so strong in that, that I, you know, the people that are into wine Mm -hmm. may appreciate this for some of the references that it gives. So I think that there is definitely a demographic. I think you'll see a season two. And I think that uh, people are going to watch the shit out of it. Now, I don't think it's going to just go global and everyone's going to be talking about this. This isn't going to be Sons of Anarchy. I mean, granted, it's a completely different, but you know what I'm saying. It's not going to be that series that just like just destroys everything. But I definitely think that it will be successful. And I think that there's certainly a demographic for it. So I can't say that it's a bad series just because I don't relate to it. So I went and I did my homework and I watched all the way through. Gail kind of like rolled her eyes at me because I'm like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to keep watching this. And she was just going to, yeah, go for it. <laughs> but she did watch the last two episodes with mm-hmm. me. She could have got up. She could have left, but she didn't. It wasn't bad. I admit the phone kind of, you know, popped up. There's a little solitaire on her phone every, from time uh-huh. to time. But I wanted to watch it as a full experiment. You know what I mean? I wanted to see, like, will I appreciate this? Will I find redeeming value in it in the end? And... I mean, I think I did. For the purposes of this conversation, I think I did. I think there's definitely people that are going to like this. I know for a fact that one of our listeners, uh, matter of fact, she just tweeted something. I think it was either this morning or last night, but our list, one of our listeners, Melissa, loved the show. She actually, uh, I'm giving her a little bit of props because she actually mentioned us because we talked about it. So she was excited to listen to it. Whether or not she was still excited when she heard our review is a whole other story. But, you know, like following her, I saw it on the timeline. She actually liked the whole thing. So that, again, there's a demographic for it. I can't call it a bad show. Okay. I will call it a good show. And I'll say, I'll recommend it that I think people should make their own opinion on this and watch it on their own. You may not like it, but you might. Okay. Fair. And it's certainly not a bad show. It's not, it's not poorly written. It's not, you know, poorly shot. 
it's just I see your face. <laughs> I see what you're saying there, man. But again, but I'm gonna stick with my original argument. It ain't Monster Project, bro. Bruh, you know what I mean? Okay, here's what I'm that is just in my. Gee, I'm just here's saying. what I will tell you. And I never got any results. So you know what? So you know, you guys could have done a little bit of homework. All this shit is free. You could have watched. Here's the it. thing, so, dude. Thanks for playing along. I'm a little disappointed what in all you, of you. That means it, with that same theory, nothing's poorly written. Then mm-hmm. nothing in the world's poorly written. It's just not for us. That's not true. No, it's not true. I, well, I see what you're getting yes. at. I see why you're saying that. But I can, but I can see some. I can watch something again. I'm sorry to keep bagging on this. Okay, I really am. But in my opinion, I'm going with Dan Ramirez's opinion. I think that as a whole, the and I keep using this just, I guess, to prove my point. But I think the Monster Project was just absolute shit. I do. I'm sorry. No, I'm I sorry. get it. The I know writing, you liked it. I'm not saying it was a wonderful. But here's when. Okay, Monster Project is a thing. Okay, but when we go onto cable television and this is going to now this is supposed to reflect the real life as close to reality as you can get of a woman that comes to new york to to be in the service or to you know chase whatever dream she has and be in the service industry find herself man she's chasing her dreams you think the dialogue is because that that's writing right you think the dialogue is realistic and good and sweet better i i think so I just, again, dude, you don't run with those kind of circles. I don't run with those kind of circles. So who are we to say that it's not accurate? Do you know what I'm saying? So in other words, anything that we don't know about could be accurate. It could be a good show. If you want to go down that. If we don't run in certain circles. If you want to take that argument just for the sake of arguing, then I see your point. But I still think, I mean, listen, I could go to Twitter right now, put in hashtag sweet bitter and see what people say. Obviously, there is an audience for this. You know what I mean? Now, I will say one thing about the show. Every single character on the show is stronger than Ella Purnell, who plays Tess. Like, the main character, every single, like, seriously. (laughs) I think every single character is stronger than her. But that's a problem if that's your main character. That's an issue. But it's enough to keep you interested. Like, for instance, you remember the bald guy, the bald Russian guy, Sasha? Yes. The one they call her baby monster, that guy? Yes. He's very interesting in this, you know, but really all this equates to is this, this, this girl that comes to the city and she wants to find herself and she just takes a shit ton of drugs and goes to a bar and she might be possibly wanting to screw someone and screwing another kind of thing. I mean, it's just, it's very, it's a very simple it's a concoction. Show. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes, it is. It's a, well, you know, you've seen it before, if that's what you mean. No, I mean like every episode's pretty much the same. You can't say that though. I can't take, I can't honestly respect your opinion if you've watched two episodes. Three. Okay, three. There's six. So how can you say, and I can say, you could reword it and say that everything in your opinion that you saw was similar, but you can't say every show is the, every episode's the same if you haven't watched it. I can't take that argument seriously. Every ep- okay, here's the thing. If you watch, and I'm only championing this damn show just to argue with you. You realize that, right? But there's only, if you have three episodes and those uh-huh. three episodes are the same and then someone's like, yeah, but the next one, you're like, really? Really? You just burned three. And you expect me to continue with I'm going to tell you that when I watched season one, or excuse me, when I watched episode one, I went, okay, let's see where this yes. is going. I'll watch episode uh-huh. two. Okay. Kind of the same, but I see we're, we're, we're going forward. Mm-hmm. This is where enter Steve Hudson. Yeah. I text you in the middle of the night. Check uh-huh. it out. The very next episode was super stagnant. Just, it was just stagnant. It, was, it really was. And then I got to episode, hold on. So I got to episode four, right? Mm-hmm. 
And that's when I realized, okay, all right, all right. I found it silly. There's there's a certain part in episode four where she goes over to, you know that girl Simone, mm-hmm. the one that's all into wine mm-hmm. and everything like that? So Tess goes to her house, and she's just like, it's really lame, kind of. She's hanging. <laughs> I'm, I'm arguing against myself, but I'm going to go ahead and go through this. So she's like hanging at her apartment, and she's like, there's all these flowers that she gets sent by somebody. And she's like, ah, oh, this person that keeps sending me these things. And there's just this really silly scene where Tess is like, well, then I'm just going to rip up all the flowers. And they have this little girl thing where they're just ripping up flowers in her apartment and acting silly. And then they're getting drunk off wine. And then Tess falls asleep in her tub. And it was just like, okay, I'm not the right audience for this. That's where I immediately stepped in and went, okay, I'm not, I'm not the right audience. Yeah. That's really all it is, but I can't call it a bad show. Okay, that's that's fair. Can't. That means, like I said, I mean, and, and that's okay. You are you are one hundred percent free to disagree. No, I, with it's me. not I'm that. Just it's just like in your theory, there's no such thing as a bad show. Then. No, that's not true because there are lots of shitty shows. But with your theory saying it's just not for us, well, then that means that if a show sucks, it'll be like it's not for me. Well, no, but I'm not fucking Gene Siskel either. Or Roger Ebert, or I'm not a, even a, a accredited movie You've critic. I'm enough. just telling you that as of yeah, I have. I've watched enough. You're absolutely exactly. right. But as someone that watches, you know, a shit ton of television and movies and things like that, I'm just saying personally, I don't find it as bad as that. And that's just my opinion. But really, when it comes down to it, who the fuck is Dan? You know what I mean? I understand. <laughs> that, but you're. It went from you're not fine. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. First, you say uh-huh. it's not that bad, which is okay. But then you say. Yeah oh, here's what it is. This is ridiculous and it's not for me. Is it not bad or is it just not for you? Do you think it's good? I don't think it was bad, if that's what you're asking. Okay. I don't think that's it was bad. Fa- I think there I were elements of silliness in it. Okay, if I needed to word it better, that's fine. But no, I don't think it's a bad show. That's why I said I think that it w- you will see it resurface again. You'll get another season of this. If it doesn't, in fact, I'll be surprised. Okay. But... It, they're not, they're not, you know what? There's not a dude, obviously this wouldn't happen in real life, but there's not some dude sitting around going, what would Dan Ramirez like? I'm going to write this shit just for him. And this is going to nail it. He wrote it out and, and people are digging it. That's all I'm saying. Yes. People dig this but show. They, people you dig don't like everything. every single show in the world, but. But people dig everything. People, there's not a show ever created that no one digs, Doug. Not one. So if we use that theory, everything's great. Cause someone digs it. Because you're saying I'm someone sure we could, if we it. really put our heads together, no, we could find something that everyone unanimously kind of said this someone is garbage. Someone likes everything. Everything. There's going to be one person, two people, three people that okay. like something. But my thing is, is it good, objectively good? Or is it not? Is, yeah. And that's my thing. If I use the same, because uh, that's what I was looking for, for you to say, oh, it's, it's not all bad. subjective. Then I'm bro. like, okay, cool. I thought you were saying it's just not for me. But if you're saying, it's not bad. Well, then that's totally cool. If you if you say it's not bad, okay, no problem. I'll put it another way because and I, and I you see me looking at yes. you right. I'm clearly smiling, you so like don't take it. this yes. the wrong way. I think you're just in this, but I do think you're in this for the argument. No, I'm not. You know what I'm saying? No, because I that's do. What I, was I could see for. the look on your face. I no, see no, that no. mischievous smile. I was on looking your face. for you to say that you dug it. Then I would leave it alone. But if you you were saying I don't dig it, but it's not for me, I'm like, well, that argument doesn't work. But if you're like, I dig it, then I'm like, okay, no problem. No, no, no. I'm just saying I didn't hate it. But there is a, clearly a crowd that will relate with this more than I do. I'm not in food service in New York dealing at, working at some snobby-ass restaurant. I think but you're, they're, you know, I, fucking see, popping Molly every four seconds. Cop- you know what I, I mean? think you're using a pointless caveat, then. Because if I'm like, if I'm watching Supernatural and I'm like, this show isn't good. However, I don't fight ghosts. 
and there are people that this is perfect for. <laughs> but like, no, don't end it. Skip the caveat. Because yeah. if you do that, that means you're like, okay, uh, I don't like this romantic comedy. However, there are people that ran away to, on their wedding day, and this might be perfect for them. They're like, no, you can say, right. is it good or not? You can't, because otherwise everything comes with that caveat. But if you're, okay, so if you're going to just, if you're, if you're pressing me to say either way, if I think it's a good show or not, I'm going to be forced to say that I think it's a okay, good show. Okay, fair. We have because I I feel there's an audience for it. Jeez, that's all that's I'm saying. Not a good show. All I'm saying is by re, like looking on. I'm using Twitter specifically. Okay, mm. hashtag sweet. That is. A, there are a lot of people that like this okay, show, but you can't. And and I didn't. And I watched. And I was able to. Again, I was able to watch the entire thing. In fact, and Gil will vouch for me. I actually was sitting around going, you know what? I got to see how this. I got to okay. see how this pans out. So if you want to use that as like Perfect. you know fodder for your argument then i think that yes i think that okay yeah i'm gonna go ahead and say it i think it's there a we show. go but that's my issue when you were saying but but but, but when you were if saying, you're but in this episode if you're telling me that pick a show man out of everything that we've talked about so far yes which one are you gonna pick i'm gonna pick cargo because it's totally. just it's just better it, I, it appeals to me more do you but know what hey, i'm saying it's more my my wheelhouse and but the thing is that's what i was looking for not because you're saying it's good because apparently it's good because as an audience that doesn't mean something's good. Just because it has an audience doesn't mean it's good. You have to take that out of the equation because people watch everything. People watch everything. And so it's like, if it's good, if it's good to you, it's good to you. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's fine. I'm not telling you this is the best show I've ever seen, but I, know, I will say but- that I think it's worth, I think it's worth a watch. I think, I think it's worth a watch for people to, you know, check it out and then interpret whether or not it's something for them. But totally it's not a garbage show. You know, it's okay. not a, and I'm not trying to be topical. Well, I guess that would be topical, so I'm not going to go there. Uh, there's a show on Netflix called Disjointed. Do you know what I'm talking about with Kathy Bates and she owns like a pot dispensary? I've, I've seen it, yes. There should be a lot of people that like that show too because this is California, right? Like everyone likes pot, it mm-hmm. seems. But it's kind of like across the board that show is just straight garbage. Do you know what I mean? Like everyone seemed to think so. I didn't hear one good thing about that show. In fact, I don't even th- I think it got canceled if I'm not mistaken. So they canceled it like immediately. I don't see this happening. You know, it's, it's, I think Sweet Bitter is just kind of like good enough to sort of slip under the radar a little bit. You know what I mean? And maintain its momentum. Okay. But I, I, it's not going to be the show like, you know, series of the year yeah. is not going to Sweet Bitter. You're, I don't think it's going to be winning any Emmys or yeah. anything like that. But it's, it's fine. It's, it's fine. So maybe is that better? It's fine. Uh, it's no, fine I mean, show. I th- the thing is, I was good with it's good. Like right when you said it's good, I was like, done. We could end it. Th- like when you said it's good, I was like, we're good, done. We now have, that's all I was looking for. Yeah, but now for. I'm mad. No, I'm just kidding. You know, that's all I was looking for is like, it's good, no, no caveat, just it's good. Yeah, the only reason that I brought it back up again is because I said I would Totally originally. understand. So I've done. I've finished watching it, and that is my final opinion. It's not like I'm like, hey, guys, I talked about this a couple of weeks ago, but if you're not watching this shit, it is completely your own fault. I'm just following up with what I keep. I'm a man that keeps my promises. Steve. Totally understandable. I mean, hey, nothing more. Hey, you heard it from Dan. So I, I really hope people you did. do watch this show. Goddamn right. You heard it from I Dan. I hope people do watch this show. I really do. Oh, um, man. Sarcasm. I can see it on <laughs> your face right now. No, I do want people to watch this show. I do. But I think um, I'm going to call it and say, look, it might get it might get picked up for a second season. Generally, things some often do. Um, and for the crew and the writers and the directors that need jobs and such, I hope it does. 
because hey, it's jobs. It's putting food on people's table. Um, so I can never say, I hope you're unemployed. I can never say that. But what I will say is, I hope they get employed on another show. Basically, what this first season is, is like a setup. It's her trying to basic. I mean, it really is what the show is about, is her trying to find her place at this restaurant. And it even leads up to that in episode six, where it's like, you know, she has to pass this test, like trials, if you will, to work for this place because it's so, you know, hoity-toity and, and, and hipster-like. And she, you know, she has to like pass the test of several different coworkers that are like she's apprenticed mm-hmm. to, you know what I mean? So it, it leads up to, without getting into the end of it, it leads up to a certain goal, which eventually comes to fruition in one way, shape, or form. Okay. So it's like next season is the next step. And that's all I can say. Hey. No, it's not, it's not a, you know, it ain't preacher. Yeah. I mean, hey, look, what, so what you can look forward that was to. That's what you call segue, If Steve. you liked season one. You're going to love season two. Simple as that. Because if okay, it's going to be enough. the same thing. Steve's words, not mine. Yes. If you're going to see the. If, 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 Steve's if, words, not mine. Love, no, I'm saying. See, if you do. You see, man. You're going to love because it's the same thing. <laughs> and I totally respect your opinion. But at this point, I'm begging someone, uh-huh. fucking someone right in and just settle this for us, please. Am I full of shit? Is Steve just being too harsh? I just want someone to watch these six episodes and get back and give us an opinion. That's it. I'm not asking for much. My fucking dog died yesterday and I'm here talking, guys. I think you can watch the episode and send in an email. You don't, don't have an opinion that's negative unless you're a, uh, a female 20-something that's lived in New York's had to go through a test of this because then that's your circle. Then you could uh, say something. Oh my God. You're just in this for the argument I'm at this point. Not, you really are. I'm not. Geez. I swear. You okay. so are. I just, I'm not. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, watch Let us know what you think. Steve's about. the negative. Let man. us know what you think about this, this well-written Aaron Sorkin-esque show. Please, please. I'll send you yes. something. I'll send you a prize yes. of some sort. If you write in about this, I don't know what, it may not be anything worthwhile, but I will—I guarantee you, as long as you're not overseas, no offense, but that shit's expensive. Yes. To I will send you something for cooperating with me, or even yes, if I'm wrong. Please. If you're like, Dan and is so full of shit. Explain how the writing terrible, is so dope. Fine. Please. please. I didn't. I never said. No, see, now you're putting words in my mouth. You're putting words in my mouth. I never said the writing is, quote unquote, so dope. I said that it's fine. Okay, explain. There we go. I said it was well Perfect. written. To be quite, it's well written. I I look forward. I'm to talking that about person. like the way it flows, you know. Yeah, totally. Okay. A well. Please explain how sweet bitter is well written. I look forward to that conversation. Okay. And then and and like I said before, please uh, just go ahead and go to uh, Amazon Prime, and then go ahead and pop on Monster Prime. But the thing and is, then, I never said it was. And then we'll see. I never said it was better written. I never said it was better, well, better written than you, okay. Sweet Bitter. What I did say it was In all fairness, much you more didn't. fun right. than Sweet Bitter. Easily. It's a more, if, for, if I sat down and I was like, hey, buddies, come over, watch a show. And we watched Sweet Bitter, all three episodes, and we watched Monster Project. They'd be like, Monster Project was more fun. I guarantee, that's not even a question. I would rather smash a testicle with a You're hammer than watch that you show are again. My, you are out of your mind. No, really, I really, no, I, I hate my testicles. That's part of it, yes. but I'm just saying. There, that's, I would. But it's you terrible. know, but then again, you know what? I've never transformed into a werewolf. 
So I'm not in that. And in all fairness, (laughs) no, no, because I wanted like when after the original, you know, debate, if we'll call it a debate, I actually went back to Twitter and I because I I just find that you can, you know, obviously you can get get anything by the moment opinions. Right. Right. So I went on there and, you know, what? to be fair, there are people that like this movie and raved about it. In fact, that's horror buffs. Yeah, that's mostly. So maybe there's just some sort of element that I'm missing here because I'm not a true what you would call a horror buff. I like horror movies. I love them. But I'm not, I don't go into it. You know what I mean? I don't have a bunch of fucking pictures of Romero all over my, George A. Romero movies all over my wall or anything like that. I know why you didn't like Monster Project that much. Well, um, I told you why you I didn't like interv- it. Have you ever interviewed monsters before? I will tell you, Steve, that uh, personally, no, I have yet to interview a monster. So it's but, not your circle. But I'll tell you That's this. It's not your circle, Dan. Go ahead. It's not your circle either. You ever have you ever interviewed a monster? <laughs> I'm just simply saying. I know what I'm doing right now. Why. I feel like I'm interviewing a monster, talking to you, you asshole. <laughs> That's why you didn't Jack like off. it. It's not your demographic. <laughs> That's why. Goodness but it is my demographic. I like movies. I like horror movies. I mean, is what I'm trying to say. Do you like shows? Do you like shows? Sure. Well, then this is your demographic of too. I do. Then that show is your demographic. You like TV shows, good ones. Because it's a show? You just said you like horror movies. It's a horror movie. I do. I like good horror and movies. You, Not that abortion. That's true. You're, you know what? You did make it clear that it was a good show. I'm going to let it go. I it just is. can't wait for I'm someone to, to write in about how, uh, how well written this show is. On my life, I will send something to you. I swear <laughs> to you. I won't even include Steve in the shipping. <laughs> just fucking humor me. Either way, I just want to know. Yes. Please. You know, even better, honestly, would be like, just pick up, see that thing in your hand that I know is on your hand. It's called a smartphone. Just talk into the recorder and send it to, <laughs> send it to Heroes of Noise, Heroes of Noise podcast at gmail.com. I'm dying to know what you guys better think. Better yet, if you're, whether I'm wrong or if not, if you're that into this show, I would love to do some sort of Skype interview and you and I can talk about how awesome this show is. I would uh, love now you're to. fucking talking. All right. I would love to. Oh, I'm down and with Dan that. You want to be on the show? Please. Yeah. I will even. If you want to be on the show, I, that's even I better. will watch the next three. I don't even care if you guys gang yeah. up on me. I think it's a great idea. I will even watch the next three episodes to get my arsenal ready. Oh, well, aren't you a martyr? Aren't you? Blood, sweat, and tears to watch the next three episodes, huh, Steve? Gee, I mean, Lord have mercy, G. <laughs> Lord, have, they should just call sweet, bitter grass growing. That's what they should call it. Ladies and gentlemen, do you want to watch grass growing? Fair enough. I can't wait. Let somebody get on this show. Fair enough. Let's go. Let's go, baby. Please. I'm begging <laughs> someone. You know, even if you don't want to be on the show, maybe a little, uh-huh. maybe a little, little, you know, uh, Mike shy or something. Uh-huh. Just send in an email, please. Someone. I know that, that we have Talk. listeners with opinions. I and know again, and I'm not. Def- and again, I just want to say, hold on. I just want to make sure that we lay the ground rules down. I am not saying this is the show of shows. I'm just saying it's, it's, it's good. It's a fine show. It's good. It's, it's fine. It's good. It's yeah. good. Okay. It's a good show. It's Fair. fine. And first of all, let me reiterate every grip, every sound guy, every writer, every director. Um, if this show goes forward, be in all seriousness, if this show going forward means you guys have jobs, you women have jobs, go for 18 seasons. I would rather that than you guys be unemployed. So all seriousness, <laughs> I would rather this show go for whatever as long as you can put food on the table. All seriousness. 
um, where I'm making jokes here, but I know that this show equals jobs and jobs equal wonderful things. So I hope you guys keep all your, and women, keep all your jobs uh, going forward. Yeah, what he said. Yes, that's, that's uh, I hate when people, you know, especially, no, we're not going to do the politics today. We're not doing it. I hope you keep your jobs. I'm going to leave it at that. I'm going to leave it alone. Six minutes ago, Jorge Luis Manana. Uh, thank you for bringing Switbitter into my life. Three exclamation points. When I put it on, I had no idea it was everything I needed. I reminded me, he reminded me of how much I love New York City. And okay, okay, he loves New York City. You know why? Because it's his fucking demographic. And uh, the respect yeah, I have for totally the restaurant service industry. No, no, but that's what I'm saying. I'm saying that people that are into that are, but that doesn't make it a bad show. Uh, let's see here. Oh, but here's one. Here's one though. And I think you might be able to relate to this one. This one says, I'm only here for Simone. Uh, let's see. Let me find another one here. And I'm not like being selective, by the way, too. I'm just finding something that's not like, in a, it's in a language I can read. Because apparently this show's big overseas. <laughs> Oh, a lot of this no. is just all like I'm striking at, on like I'm no 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 but it's this is are you looking on it dude there's like 18 one star reviews where are you looking on imdb imdb people that actually watch shows i'm looking on twitter where they do the same thing exactly twitter come on g if i was gonna choose between two different reviews and there's nine and ten point reviews too on but it's evenly split saying I, Look, I comment on movies daily. I've never once posted anything on IMDb. I'm just saying. I'm not going to say anything about that because it might make me look a little silly, but I have. Oh, I, you I have, have to let me know. Really liking Sweet oh, Bitter no, so far. No. Just finished Sweet Bitter and oh my God, I need season two, please. Uh, I'm trying to find a bad one here. Tess bitches. What? Tess, here we go. This might be yours, but it's just poorly written. Tess's bitch ass really dumped Will just like that for Jake. This is why we can't have nice things. Okay, that was lame. Uh, but you get the yeah, idea. We spent way too much time on this. The women is, yes. um, I'm just reading. Look, it wasn't me you, that said it. Such a trouble. I can, now I, the thing is, the, the hard thing about IMDb is, um, A, they're longer reviews, and B, they can get a little bit cruel. And I don't like yeah. doing that thing where they start getting and, you know, you never know being that it's a sometimes it's a bunch of dude bros and you never know where it's going to go. I think there are a lot of trolls. Yes. And I prefer to stick to the topic instead of these. If we didn't have uh, equality in the, you know, I don't want any of that bull crap, you know, so I okay. don't I won't filter through IMDb, IMDb. But here's what I will say about Sweet Bitter. Okay. I think you've said it all. Yeah, I've said it all. And I've, I ended it on such a strong, I want people to be employed um, right now, maybe in like two years when, you know, uh, we can look back and whatever. But right now, I, I want people to have jobs and fam food on their tables and such. So, And again, folks, I would never have brought it up had I not said that I would follow up and watch it. That's it. Now... I think you would be have a stronger argument with me if I was like, oh, dude, but anyway, I know we're supposed to talk about all this other stuff, but let's get back to this one because I'm just a real, you know, it's not that. I'm just saying I'm following yeah, up. Yeah, it's totally fair. Opinion. The That's thing it. is, it's a, you think it's good, me not so much. Totally fair. It's not, okay. it's, yeah. Fair enough. You know, I've never, and I, you know what the funny thing is? The funny thing is I wasn't, the funny thing, I was in food services. I was a waiter. So it's like, I should love this show. 
I was a waiter. Where were you a waiter at? Where? Jack in the Box? In Big Garden, Patio Cafe. Have you ever been there? Yeah, because that's the same thing as Manhattan. Was, you said food services. You said food services. True. That's <laughs> true. But I also said. You didn't say on Twitter. You're like, see, this guy's in food services. <laughs> you didn't say, wait a minute, in Manhattan, Phil? <laughs> 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 I'm not you're even done worst. for the purposes of trying to like get out of the argument. There's just shit we have to talk about. I, I think you. you're running out of time. Are you running okay. out of time? Aren't we all? Aren't we all? Damn. <laughs> Are we all? Life, you know, life is a ticking clock. <laughs> Aren't we all running out of time? <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Um, I got a there. question, Dad. Do we have all right. any news? Are we done with our reviews? Because, man, we certainly left a lot out this week. I have a lot on there, but there's nothing I want to talk about that's so good as what we just talked about. Nothing's going to be that good to end on for me. I thought it was a really good ending. Well, I'm going to go ahead and do my part and give two more things that I feel are worth talking about. Okay? One of them I have to be super cryptic with. But as I mentioned at the top of the show, we are embargoed into getting into this. Okay? But Steve and I have both seen... The first three episodes, the first three, that's it, of Preacher Season 3. Now, mm-hmm. Steve, yes. do you think that we're going to be able to find common ground on this one? Because yes. I'm going to tell you straight up, I very much enjoyed this so far. Matter of fact, I'm going to tell you that if this, I think they started off super strong on this one here. I feel very lucky that we were able to see this prior to you know the show airing. Um, there is something that pops up on the screener site that tells you, you know, like this isn't the final product. So to me, that means that I think it's just, they're going to, they're going to kind of spruce it up a little bit. They're going to make it look a little bit better. I don't think that I feel confident in saying that I can, I, if I could fully review this show right now or this episode, I feel that it's not going to change much. I think that the things that they're, that are going to change are just going to be like special effects and things like that. But I'm very much into season three so far. I'm, I'm happy about it. I think that it started off as strong would I say as strong? I think season two, because I just rewatched the entirety of season two. And I, I would say that season two maybe started off a little bit stronger as far as like smash, boom, bang, you know, like, like just shit going down right away. Season two will definitely be the stronger start point. But I do think that, what am I trying to say? I think that it definitely was the right amount of oomph in it to get started. You know what I mean? And I think that the characters that preacher fans are familiar with, As usual, you know, it's a different world. It's a different preacher universe. But I think that most people are going to be happy with this, dude. What do you think? As Just not to mess up anything, just in case. I would just say, I loved it. Can't wait to see what's next. Oh, don't be a pussy. Come on, man. We can talk about it a little bit. (laughs) We can say things that we liked without, but we just can't get into specifics. But I can say, I mean, you know, you just said you loved it. That's generic and weak. I think you should say something about it. (laughs) That look you just gave me. (laughs) I think Steve just thought, motherfucker, right now. I really Um, do think that's what he thought. Look. Or mother flipper, whatever he would say in his head. Okay. If you're a preacher fan of the show, you're going to love what you see in the next episode. Now we're talking. If you're a fan of the comic book, you're still going to love everything you see in the next few episodes because you've been watching thus far and you've gotten accustomed to how the show works. This next three episodes, these next three episodes are the equivalent of someone writing a parallel 
preacher show or parallel preacher comic in the vein of those characters and they nail it. They nail it. That's very well put. They nail it. That's see, look how well you just yeah. did. I'm proud of you right now, man. You did a very Thank good you. job. Thank right you. There. I'm going to agree with that, man. I, I think that if you were having doubts about season two, uh, maybe you, okay. Cause personally there was a lot I didn't like about season, not a lot, but there were certain things I didn't like about season two. And the fact that I thought they spent way too much time. And if this is just all nonsense to you guys, because you don't, you know, watch the show, there's a certain character by the name of Denis and they spend a lot of time in that area. It all kind of makes sense why they're doing so. But personally, I thought they spent way too much time just in on that set itself and there is this whole topic of uh, Jesse Custer, who's, if you don't watch Preacher, he's the, um, I don't know if, I, I, I guess you'd call him a protagonist, I guess, kind of. Um, he's looking for God. And he makes sure to tell you that about 4,000 times during the course of season two. Everything is, where's God? I'm looking for God. Yes. You saying yes. God? Where's yeah. God? You know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about, right? That got really old. And, I, and again, I can, I can definitely say that it's my true opinion, because after watching it again, I'm like, okay, we get it. You're off looking for God. I think that they kind of like lost focus right there. And I think that they should have done more. They, they had Hairstar to work with. They had Humperdoo yes. to work with. They had the whole grail arc that they had to work with. And I thought that they sort of fell flat on that. I thought that the, uh, the jail, the whole hell jail, hell oh, prison yeah, yeah. was, was pretty whack. Like I just yes. didn't care for it yeah. at all. You know, uh, there was, I'm gonna tell a quick little story. There was one actor I'll leave it ambiguous. That is one of the prisoners in hell that was really making an effort. I feel bad. Cause I mean, like they wanted to, they were working very hard to get attention drawn to them. However, I felt it was a little bit disingenuous. I've got to be honest with you. I think it was a, uh, you know, it was a self-promotion thing and that's fine, but I didn't feel the character was even worth talking about. So I completely ignored them and they had added me. They had added us. I should say on the word they added us on Twitter and the moment that I like season two dropped out, we got dropped because we didn't do anything. We didn't give him any love. But quite honestly, that particular character who will remain nameless didn't deserve it. It was really piss poor acting. There, I said it. Now, getting back to okay. season three, I'm I'm just being honest with you. It was bad. It was really bad. And I even pointed out the person while I was watching it with Gail, and she's like, "Oh yeah, that's not good at all." It was just really bad. I'm sorry, but it's true. You you can't don't give me don't don't give me one line the entire series and expect I can, what am I going to talk to you about? I remember when you said that one line, Dan, can we go Dan, back to that for a second? Dan. Let's talk about that one line. Maybe it's yes, just sir. not for you. Yes, sir. Oh, kiss my ass. I like your throwback. You think you're real witty. Don't you Hudson? <laughs> Look at you all proud of yourself, smiling and shit. I don't even know what to say about that. I'm just going to keep, you know what? Sometimes you just have to look adversity in the face and say, not today, adversity, not today. And that's what I I'm doing. I thought that was cleverer than a bug, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Pat yourself on the back. But you know, the thing is, look, I was ready. Dan knows I was ready to dislike certain things. You know it. I walked in ready like, oh, here we go. Bruh. Yes, I was going in ready to. I mean, with in other words, he was Steve Hudson. Five minutes of the episode, <laughs> it's over. Things get real, real fast. Well, ten ep- ten, ten minutes. Um, uh, and you're just like, oh, real this fast, be great. And man, look, if they put the, if they haven't even put the pedal to the metal after three episodes. If after these episodes they really put the pedal, I can't wait to see what they do. 
I mean, I'm looking, I'm looking forward. And if worst case, if this is it and they finish strong, I believe that that could salvage the series. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. I mean, they really, really start strong, not as rapidly as season two, like I said, but when you get to episode three, you're like, oh Oh, shit, we're, we're seriously going the right direction right now. And again, you know, if you've been following preacher, you know, you're not getting panel by panel preacher. You're just not going to get it. You're going to get a completely different story arc and they're taking characters that weren't there and adding them to characters that were, and it makes it a little bit different. Same things going on here. Uh, but they just do it a little bit better this time. Totally. Would you agree? I agree. What they're, I, I think that the smart thing in keeping it cryptic is that every single character, like sometimes you would see a character and be like, oh man, we're following them for the whole episode. Now every character is so intriguing that if you don't see the other characters and just see them, you'll be like, I can do a whole episode with them. All of them are that good. I can do a whole episode with this person. I think, the oddly enough, yeah. the weakest link for me is Preacher himself. He would be one that I wouldn't want to see a whole episode Well, that's about. kind of always been that way, right? Um, You've always yeah, felt I've that always way, I've always felt though. that way, yes. But it's, it's very, it's, it's yeah. becoming... And I, I would have a tendency to agree with you. Yes. I think it's becoming more and more, like, I think they're leaning into it. I think they're leaning into it now. They're like, well, maybe the ensemble is, is, is very important. They're gonna, I think they're leaning into it now. Yeah. And, oh, they're so good. I would dare to say that if I was the, the showrunner for Preacher, and, you yeah. know, you put your ear to the mm-hmm. ground. You want to see what's going totally. on and what people are thinking. Totally. I would completely look back on that, that last season and be like, what, where did we go wrong? Did we go wrong? Maybe we, maybe I don't feel yes. I did, but if I did feel it, there was something that I had to say, oh. okay, where did I go mm-hmm. wrong? It's what I told you. I, I think it was Jesse was the weak mm-hmm. link. You know, the, he, they spent way too much time with the, where is mm-hmm. God? And they quite honestly made him out to be quite the selfish prick yes. last mm-hmm. season. And, and Jesse Custer is not a selfish prick in the comic. He's really not. I mean, he's driven almost 100% by love. Yes. Wouldn't you say? Totally. Like he's like, that's his main thing. Yes, he's got, yes, he does go and search for God. And yes, that is his main mm-hmm. mission. It was just the way that it was executed. I thought that it was, it just, it put Dominic Cooper in a spot that it just seemed very repetitive, totally. like over and over and over again. Sure. So if, if what's going on right now, I have a feeling Steve was just about to give me a smart ass comment, but I, I could wasn't. be wrong. No, I was going to say, that. as, what, oh, as okay. what you're saying, what you're seeing right now, do you see Cassidy uh-huh. vamping out this season? Yes. Full yes, on. Yes, I do. You know, it's kind of weird because if you go back to episode one of yes. season one, he was vamped out. out. Like he was vicious. Yes. He takes out an entire yep. plane. Yep. You know what I mean? Or at least the, the people that are in the plane. And they never really, and then they kind of touched on it a little bit. Um, they, I mean, you, you know he's a vampire throughout the, yes, the course of this entire series. Yes. But I think that at this point where we got left off, the last episode that you and I saw, of season three without getting into anything. I think there's potential for, yes, I am thinking there's very much potential for him to vamp I look out. forward to it. I can't wait. I can't wait for this season to start. I do too. Our episodes are going to be of the, Oh, it's coming. Ladies and gentlemen, it's coming. So yes, I give two thumbs up to preacher. I do as well. And I will tell you, sorry to be a whore. If you listen to last week's show, or maybe you didn't hear last week's show is more what I'm trying to say. Listen to last week's show, because what we did was we dropped our other podcast, uh, we called it the season three pregame. Mm-hmm. See what I did there? Yeah. We put that in 
And uh, just to give you guys a taste of what we do on that show, which is very similar to this one, I think. I think we argue more on this one than we do on the other one. But uh, that I just want you guys to come along because I really think that we're in for an, an awesome season of Preacher. So come along, won't you? Nice. Let's move on because we got to be wrapping okay, this up pretty soon, do don't it. we? Yep. Uh, let's see. Did you want to do news before we start? Let's. Before we uh, end. No, rather. yeah, we got to do news. There's some good news. Okay, you're not pressed for. I'm I'm concerned about yeah, you no, and your time. So Are you far, doing so okay? We're good. We're good. I mean, we're just wrapping up, but we're good. Okay. Well, then one more thing, and I, I'm not going to talk about this for long. This is just my little personal preference. If you listen to me and my musical tastes and things that I put on Twitter and whatnot, then you will know that Coheed and Cambria have a new single out. Their new album, I'm not sure if it's going to be called this or not, but they released just a couple weeks ago, they released, or was it last week? In the last few days, let's say that, they released their first single, I guess you could call it. It's gonna, they released the first track, the first two tracks. One of them is called The Prologue, where if you listen to Kohi and Cambria albums, it's mostly like theatrical storytelling, if you will. And then we're going to get into something good, which is called The Dark Sentencer. And this is the best single that they've put out, in my opinion, in a really, really long time. They're sort of back to their true form. If you know anything about Coheed and Cambria, they are definitely a band that embraces the concept album. And all of their albums, save for one, which was the last one they did, which was called The Color Before the Sun, are all based on something called the Amory Wars. And if you're into comics, they actually have Amory Wars comics. And each of their albums, they have so many now. I think they're on album eight, if I'm not mistaken. But each of their albums actually has you know, lore from the Amory Wars that goes with it. It's a very, very cool story. It's a little Star Warsy, but not too Star Warsy. But it's like I'm not I'm not saying that in a negative um in a negative manner. I'm just saying there is a little bit of like the good and bad, you know, galactic space, good and evil kind of thing going on with this here. But a super, super cool story. Uh, Claudio Sanchez, who is the singer of Chloe and Cambria, is actually a writer as well. And him and his wife excuse me, him and his wife, Chandra Eckert, have sort of revamped the whole series and they, they put out a whole new series of the Amory Wars and it's really, really good. So if you guys are interested in that, I will put up links to the, maybe the digital comic site or something, but I will put in some sort of Amory Wars reference into the notes. If you have not heard this new single and you are a Coheed and Cambria fan, or maybe you liked them back in the day, then get on this because they are back to doing what made me love this band. 
and I just cannot wait to see what the album's going to come out like. I'm going to see them in August. I think, Steve, I'm actually going to be able to go with a sling on my arm still because I think I'm still going to be on medical leave. So, yeah, Boom. that'll be good. I don't have to take any time off of work That's or anything dope. like That's that. Dope. Boom, indeed, sir. I have a feeling that they're going to put on an album that really reminds me of why I love this band so much. So, again... The band is Coheed and Cambria. The single is called The Dark Sentencer. You can look it up on YouTube. It's there. It's fucking awesome. Check it out. Um. Okay, but what I will say about Coheed and Cambria is I wasn't, I'm not their demographic. And I listened and I could tell that they're awesome musicians. So for the musicians out there that want to hear good musicianship, check it out. Because I'm coming from a totally different side and these guys are good musicians. Solid. They're, they're fantastic. Yes. Yeah. Totally. And for Hudson to agree with me on this, this is saying yes. something. Yeah, I did try to give you the uh, the the quick you know intro into them there. So I was actually surprised that you yeah. liked that because uh, if you if you're a I mean if you're a Coheed and Cambria fan, then you'll be well enough to know that they are kind of like an acquired taste at first. Claudio Sanchez, he's the singer and also uh, the guitar player, one of them anyway. He has a very unique voice. And if you're going to be like very close-minded about it, a lot of people say he sounds like Getty Lee from Rush, high-pitched, and he was very high-pitched at the beginning. He's sort of found, he's always had it. He's always found his niche, you know what I mean? Because this is pretty much his whole you know, passion project. Yes. But his voice is kind of like in between now. Mm -hmm. And I think what I'm saying is it's a little more accessible to people that are just coming on to it. It's not quite so like, wow, that's a high-pitched voice. Do you know what I mean? Because they were a little bit on the emo side back in the yes. day. And now they've just... They've just transformed into this mature, awesome, like prog. It's not prog metal, but it's just this very, it's a little prog, prog metal kind of, yeah. but it's, it's just so fucking awesome. Just check it out. Take my word for it. You're going to dig it. I really think yeah. you will. And you will at least be able to appreciate the musicianship, much like my friend Steve Hudson. Dope. What's next, brother? That's it, man. That's all I got. I had a lot more, but I think I think we should just go to news. All right, now, let's do, do you it. have anything? Did you, I know that you saw something that was pretty amazing oh. this week. I can't say anything more than go see Upgrade and avoid the trailers. Go see Upgrade the movie, avoid trailers, that's it. Because the trailer gives away so much of this movie. So if you've already seen the trailer and you kind of forgot about it, don't watch it again. Just go see Upgrade the movie in the theaters. And I'll give it like two weeks so that people actually see this movie. Um, it's really good. Be surprised. Do not deny yourself the surprise of seeing this fresh. I did, and it sucked. It really, it really sucked that I, I kind of saw where things were going. But even then, I didn't see where things were totally going. But some of the kills were kind of just totally telegraphed in the trailer. So, go see it fresh, ladies and gentlemen. Upgrade is, is, is. I put my stamp of approval on it. Uh, and for those who have seen the trailer, it's better than the trailer. Go see it. Also, a Blumhouse movie. Yes. Yep. They're on point. I want to see Hereditary. They anyway, seem to ahead. be. No, no, I mean, I do too. But no, I was just going to say that, yeah, it does seem they should have been a little bit more cryptic yes. with the trailer because you do get everything right there. Right there. I w you know what? I mean, and I don't feel like I'm really, yeah, I'm only going to say this and I'm not going to go into it just for the sake of, you know, being non-spoilery about it. But they do, there is a, um, there's an AI component to this movie mm -hmm. that goes by the name of STEM. Mm-hmm. I would have been I would have been happy if I didn't know yes. that. I think that they shouldn't have said nope. That. You know, I mean, you you there's a way that they could have done that where they's like, you know, this is what the story's about and this is where this guy is prior to yes. this thing that happens. They could have just been very roundabout without, you know, saying it's yes. this. It's called STEM and this is what it does. They that's where I think they kind of failed. 
but for everything i haven't seen this movie yet guys but from every like podcast i've heard that talks about it and steve of course and people that i know that have seen this movie apparently this is something to be checked out definitely. if you are a little bit on the squeamish side when it comes to violence i understand that it's like ultra violent yeah. like like 80s mm-hmm. ultra violent robocop you know with um, better effects oh god yes. what was that movie with gene simmons and tom Selleck? runaway i think is that what it, it was called? It's, it's anyway gruesome. super yeah. violent yeah so i haven't seen it so i really can't base my opinion on it but i haven't seen zero that makes me say no don't go see this movie this is right up my alley uh if my poor puppy wouldn't have gone this week i probably would have went and checked this out and i'm probably going to go see it very soon within the next couple and, of days then again i'm going to have like six to eight weeks to oh, see, you everything can see everything every, I want, yeah so that's when you do it time. and also i haven't had a theater experience like this since get out where people are like oh snap like when things happen so i think a lot of that had to do with some people walked into that theater not knowing what it was that's what happened they didn't know what this movie was and so when things started happening everyone was like oh oh what like that was a shock as it was happening that's what it made me be like dang i wish shoot i wish i would because my the companion she was like what is this movie about i was like no don't worry you'll you'll see and afterwards she was like whoa i didn't know it was gonna be i'm like dang it man i wish i would have freaking had that experience everyone else i was the one in the theater that i was like oh this is the part where this happens and they didn't they were like oh it was some brutal kills dude (laughs) it was some brutal kills dog can i ask you a question like unrelated yes oh no i'm sorry please go on with your thought because i was just about to get no that's it go see it because i don't want to give anything away about this movie go see it i didn't even want to tell them about the kills actually just go see the movie i was just going to ask you if i ever meet quote unquote the companion should I refer to her as the companion? Like, hey, what's up, the companion? I'm Dan. It's nice to meet you. I mean, I probably so her first name would be the best, I would think. Um, <laughs> okay. Because right. what we does agreed she, to. Does she know you refer to her as the companion? Yes. Because she, she, hey, she knows so I don't. So is this like yes. a little bit of uh, you don't want, oh, you just have a, you're a very private person? No, it's, it's uh, I never did. I never did boyfriend, girlfriend, all that. I never called myself that. I've always said companion. Just ever? Ever. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. That's I, a very interesting Hudsonism right there. And we've decided, we already said, okay, no matter what happens in this, we're going to be friends, period. So me meeting, Uh-oh. introducing her, <laughs> I know, me introducing her to people, I'll be like, that's fine because she's not going to be a person I just stop talking to forever. So, um, and that was that was a lot of people's main thing. We're like, should we even meet her if you're not really going to? I'm like, no, she's going to be a friend. So regardless, you should probably know. Because one thing my mom did tell me is she's like, you know, what's worrisome is, if something happens to you, no one's going to know for a long time because you're by yourself. So you're going to be in that house. Yeah, man. Yeah. No one knows anything about you. So you need to start at least if everyone kind of knows who you hang around. If someone doesn't hear from you, Dan could be like, Hey, have you tried Melissa? Have you tried her? Oh yeah. But right now Dan will be like, you know, everyone I know, no one knows who Steve knows. No one knows where he is. But I, I need to start letting people know who is who in every that which is what part of my party was that everyone gets to know each other. So everyone knows, hey, has anyone talked to Dan? Maybe Dan's talked to Steve. Because things like that do happen. Where it's just like, has anyone talked to? No, maybe we should call this person. Because we all know who knows this person. No one knows who, like. Guys, I'm serious. Go ahead. I was just going to say that, guys. I am so dead serious. when I'm not trying to be funny when yeah, I say this. Yeah. 
I am I am not exaggerating. <laughs> oh Steve God. is like the most mysterious motherfucker I know. Like I still I can <laughs> no no seriously, bro. I I consider you a good friend. Yes, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, granted, we are limited on yes. when we can hang because yeah. of our shifts. But I think this is an awesome way for us. Yes. We've gotten to know each other a lot better through this podcast. Would you not say? Even yes. prior to the totally. even after the word, totally. we've learned a lot about each other during this podcast. Oh, totally. So you guys are learning along with me. But this dude is. He's a mystery to me. Like, there's just so much shit. <laughs> the other day, I was jokingly yes. said he was a magician. I go, yeah, did you know? Because I was being sarcastic. Like, yes, did you know he was a magician? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I, I'm learning new things about him every day. He was a fucking magician. I don't know if he's serious about this or not. I was. He, was a, he did, he did was. magic. No, well, you like, weren't a truly a magician. Yeah. I can. S- no, I did magic as a kid. I wanted to go. I, actually, there was a point where, A, I, wa- I was a. Before, like, a, my mom said I did my first backflip at about nine. She's like, you were already flipping at nine. And she's like, you were juggling at about 11. And then it got into. You juggle too. I juggle now. Yeah, I could juggle anything. And I could spin like a. She's like. This, she do you see what up. I'm getting at? Like, if yeah. I was a. Ju- if I was. I'm sorry, but I have to say this. Yeah. If I was a juggler. Uh-huh. I would be juggling. Hey, look at Hi, I'm Dan, and look what I can do. I would just do it all the time. I would add the apple and take the bite yeah. from the apple. How do I not know these things? Well, like, it's even like sometimes I'll be walking around, like, even at Fresno City, I can spin things like any flat thing, where whether it be a book, I can make it go super fast on one finger. Like, just go quick. And someone was like, dude, how are you doing that? I'm like, oh, this is a weird thing, I guess. Because I'll just be walking around with a book spinning on my finger. And they're like, how are you, what is the physics of that? And I'm like, oh, it was a random thing I saw a person at the circus do. And I was like, okay, I'm going to spend the next, and I spent like the next two days in my room trying to figure out how to do it. But like at boarding school, someone one-upped me and they did it with a CD case and spun it real fast on the fan. I was like, you win. I don't know how you're doing that, but I could just do it with Mm. regular books and stuff. But I wanted to be like that guy where it's just like, you know how to do kind of everything no i think that's awesome yeah no for sure absolutely but i'm dead serious when i ask you this question because i am yes yes, i am making use of our skype conversation right now so i think you know what i'm about to say what's that can you please juggle for me real quick and let me just let me just narrate to the crowd what i'm seeing really for real awesome okay cool all right this is gonna Uh be fun because honestly guys all, all this shit that he says I've never seen it firsthand, you know, like Steve is actually a very, he's a very good musician. And I had to find this out by like looking on Instagram, look on his Instagram. You actually hear him singing and stuff like that. No, but dude has talent. He wrote our theme song, both of them for the word and for this one here. Uh, Not the surfy one, but the, you know, the one where we talk on it. Steve's the talent. Oh, he's, hold on. He's going to juggle. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, the great Steve. Look at this guy go. What you? He can totally do it. Oh, and he reversed it. Dude, nice, man. That's sick. Good job, dude. I I, see again. It's something I didn't know. Look at him. And then he goes and he puts away his stuff because, you know, no mess in Steve's house. Bravo, man. I'm clapping for you. You can't hear me doing it. But I'm clapping. You did a good job. The man can juggle. Sorry, let me put things away real quick. Back to where they were. Yeah, because that's important right now. Sorry. So, um, how you guys doing? You guys doing all right? Let me see. Smell good? Having a good week so far? 
What'd you eat for breakfast? Are you feeling sad for me because I lost my dog? I'm just curious. I'm feeling kind of sad about it right now. I am purely killing time, waiting for Steve to come back. I'm a bit mesmerized by looking at this screen, this whole Skype thing. We have always done this through phone conversation. We have never, the only time we ever recorded face-to-face was the very first word show. All right, he's back. Yes, you are, man. I'm impressed. Oh, no, no, no. I was literally, I'm honestly, I wasn't talking shit this time. I was just like making like stupid conversation because I'm saying that I'm so into this Skype thing now. You know, granted, everyone does it. Yeah. But I like this. I actually got to call you out and you you threw it back at me. You can juggle your ass off, dude. That's pretty awesome. I'm super jealous of that. I've always wanted to juggle. Maybe you're going to have to show me how to do this. Oh, yes. I can teach anyone to juggle because it's just the, once you get the theory of how it works, then you're like, oh, now yeah. it's just the fact of doing it's totally rhythmic like, right yeah totally rhythm it's all a rhythmic thing yeah. and soon it's weird because your brain figures it out before you do like your hands will start like, yeah oh, i can understand that your brain figures out oh this is what i'm doing and that's what made me know i'm like oh my brain's quicker than me my brain starts figuring things out way faster than i consciously figured it out and so it was uh it was the same thing with the spinning the book my brain figured out the physics of it before i did so when I started sprinting the book, it was just like, oh, this is how, like, once it starts going, it's going to just keep going. And my brain figures out the rest. You know what, so Hudson? I'm going to go out on a limb a right conscious now. Thing. Yeah, go for it. I'm just going to tell you, I, I, you know what? I think you're a catch. Ladies, <laughs> I'm trying to tell you right now, I think this man's a catch. I appreciate No that. offense to the compagnon. Yes, yes. I I'm just saying. That. I appreciate that, man. You know, I think this man's a catch, man. He's he's a handsome dude. He's a musician. He's I talented. Am, he works out. I try. And he, and he fucking juggles. I do. Hell, try. Steve, would you like to go out with me? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think I'm going to go ahead and just, yeah. I think I'm going to get divorced and I'm going to marry Steve. Yeah, you know what, what I'm going to do? Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to I'm gonna marry into your family somehow. That's what I'm going to do, okay? I'm going to uh, find a cousin, some sort of cousin that you have randomly um, in maybe. Where... Dude, be my, please be my brother-in-law. Gee, where are you from? Where's your family from? Is it? Spain or actual Mexico? Fuck Fresno. No, I'm saying your uh, I think your it's like lineage. Fresno. I'm saying your lineage though. Like, do you know where Ram- is it Ramirez? Is it Mexico? You know what? Honestly, man, I'm a little embarrassed to say I'm not really. Oh. I'm not really great with my lineage. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm not. Our our family is so spaced apart, and there's other dynamics that I won't get into as to why I don't know these things. But there really are. There's. I, I need to find these things out. And I've always thought about doing that. Um, 23 and Me. You know what's it called? I don't even know what it's called. But you, No, 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 not that. But that's I've Ancestry? considered that too. But I'm talking about the one where you could. Yes. Okay. I want to do that. And I want to track it all the way back, man. I want to find out where I'm from. Dude, that would but be the 23 really cool. and Me thing. Yeah. I totally want to do the. Tw- I know what you, your thoughts on the 23 and Me. And I've actually read some things about that. Like, should we really be putting our DNA out like that? I get it. But this is a little weird, guys. I don't even know. I, <laughs> I tell everyone that I'm Mexican because that's what I've been told. Yes. But every single person, and I mean, I mean literally, every single person that I go, I'm Mexican, they go, you are? Yes. <laughs> like every no question, single time. Yes. I don't look it. Would you agree? So, gee, I knew your last name and thought you were Filipino. And then I thought of like, wait a minute, Ramirez. But no, I look like I was like walking by like a, a Filipino shower and I got a drop on me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like, like just a little drop. Of- I don't. I think you look full on. I thought you looked full on when I first met you. I could have put money on you being Filipino. No question. I've never heard full on before. Hey, babe. Sorry, I'm yeah. gonna get. I'm gonna get my wife involved for Go a second. Ahead. Do you think 
I look Filipino, full on Filipino. Not full on, but you do look Filipino. Okay, well there it is. She says not full on, but I do look it. So I'll take yeah. it. But that's why I need and to that's get involved coming from with this a 23 and me thing, man. Sorry, it sounds like I'm doing a plug or something, but yeah, no. I yes. <laughs> she says Irish as the day is long, sir. The only thing she's not doing is See, jigging. When are you right going to go to Ireland, dude? So, I don't know. It's a really good question. I would love to know when I'm going to Ireland. I don't know. Oh, I'm just happy to get eight dude. weeks off, six to eight weeks off to recover from okay, surgery. Okay, number one. First of all, uh, our friends have a new podcast called Foom uh, from Mick and and, uh, and Johnny Bucks. And I was listening to Foom, and uh, Mick said that he lived in the restaurant or a certain district in a certain place. I looked up where he lived, and it is beautiful, dude. Yes, I'm Googling you, Mick, because I'm a creep. I'm a creepo. I Googled where you stayed of the area. I'm like, that is beautiful. I'm drawing a blank on where he lives. It's, um, oh God, what's the name of it? Uh, not, is it, is it Nottingham? Yeah. The restaurant district. I think he lives in freaking Nottingham, which is yeah, how dope is the that? Restaurant like district Robin Nottingham, of Nottingham. And I immediately, I went to the, yeah, I went to the, uh, uh, Google. I went to Google and Googled his spot. And I was just like, I would love to freaking Stay there for like two weeks and just breathe, chill. And Johnny lives in a coastal town. Like he lives by the ocean. These guys are living, they're living large. They're living nasty. And, and Johnny. And we're dude, in the fucking his, San Joaquin Valley. His band is ridiculous. Like I didn't think that, that was his band until I saw him. I was like, look at Johnny back there. And then you try to, here's my thing, Johnny. Here's, look, Johnny. Look, let me tell you something, Johnny. I see you back there dancing, bro, while you're playing bass. Don't think I don't know. <laughs> don't you look you happy? Look, yeah, you look real happy, bruh. I'm like, look at this brother bobbing his head, swaying side to side and such, getting all happy go lucky. I feel you, bruh. You killing it though. I hear them bass I hear them bass riffs you're adding in there that's not part of the music. I like it. I don't even know exactly because they have one one show out so far. And I don't know if they're on iTunes yet. In fact, I haven't really, you know, like had a lot of conversation with them lately we've just been busy yeah. doing our own thing you know johnny's being a rock star and you know mix over there just traveling the world and whatnot but yeah it is called foom f-o-o-m exclamation point and let them explain to what that means because it does mean something but you guys should listen to their show they're actually very entertaining they are very funny man i at least want to give them a shout out because i don't know where to send you know send anyone to listen to their show outside of libsyn you can definitely look find it on libsyn but I don't know if they've, you know, gone through all the steps of doing iTunes and whatnot. But let me just do one thing really fast because I so think good. it's just as simple as if you want to follow them, they're just getting started on Twitter. But it's actually called it's a at Foomcast, F like Frank, O-O, M like Mark, cast. Follow them. Give some love to the friends of the show, Mixie and Johnny Bucks. Johnny Bucks. And also check out GrooveZoo. GrooveZoo kills it. Seriously, like yeah. GrooveZoo kills it. I yes. really think I would like I wish they were around here I'd just hire them to do a party or something like that because they look oh, fun they as would hell. be great they would be freaking great that's they true I'm not there. just saying that either they're like a super talented band totally and I'm gonna you know what when I go out to England I'm gonna sit in with them for sure I'm sitting in that I'm would be cool on a gig I don't care what y'all say I'm getting up there and be like can you play uh crazy looking whatever the deuce in the key of blah blah <laughs> That should be the name of your album right there. Key know, of whatever the deuce. deuce. What was it? <laughs> <laughs> whatever the deuce, deuce in the key of blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> Steve Hudson, his debut album. <laughs> that is the best. Let's wrap this shit up, dude. Let's wrap All it right, up. Let's get the news have? going and let's wrap it up. 
All right. Well, let's start it off with a. Uh, there was more than just my doggy death this weekend. We lost Anthony oh. Bourdain, Steve. Yes, dude. That's a bummer, man. And we didn't just lose him to natural causes Ooh. or even, you know, uh, it was apparently suicide. And that's a real bummer. That's a bummer, dude. I'm going to be very honest with you. I-, I am totally familiar with who he is. And I have watched some of his, you know, material. There's definitely shows on Netflix. I know he had, you know, some, he was a correspondent on CNN, Mm -hmm. but I wasn't a huge Anthony Bourdain fan per se. You know what I mean? I appreciated what he did, but I just, I just didn't follow him that well. But the thing that gets me, man, is like this suicide thing, you know, it's like, it's bad. Like it's really bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. You never know, dude. You just never know. I mean, that's stupid. (laughs) It sounds lame how I said that, but you know what I'm saying? Like it's just, (laughs) suicide is bad. Mr. Yes. Obvious. No, no, no. I don't mean it like that. I'm just saying that it just seems to be that it's taking so many more people. And I think maybe the reason that it seems that way is because it's it's starting. It's people that are in the public eye now. Yes. yes. It's, it's always been that way. But it's I don't know, man. I mean, personally speaking, I could I could definitely stand to see a lot less of that. Yes. And <laughs> this, this has been smart words. This has been smart words with Dan. <laughs> and that's all I could. <laughs> that's all i gotta say about that ladies and gentlemen you take that and you file it you file it <laughs> you file that in your life file <laughs> also fire is hot and water is wet take that shit with you don't keep it to yourself now pass it along <laughs> i shouldn't be laughing we're trying to talk about suicide you're killing it with knowledge man fuck you know what that's why I don't like doing news about real stuff. Oh I just want to talk about God, comics. You just and never stuff. know what to say. I know. I totally get it. it it's it's a. <laughs> yeah, it's you know what I didn't realize. It's an uncomfortable subject Look, to talk I about. Mean, obviously, the only thing I'll you know, say about but... this is number one, I, I was Sad. never. Uh, uh, um, I, I'm not a prof- I'm not proficient on Anthony Bourdain <laughs> by Sorry. any <laughs> leaps of the imagination. I saw his show every once in a while. I thought it was interesting. Um, I saw his episode with Barack Obama was really fascinating than being in Vietnam. Um, but what I will say is what has come out of this is <laughs> people saying, look, if you have friends, ask them how they are and listen. And I'm like, you know what? I don't do that very often when they're like, how are you doing? Oh, things are all right. Yeah, that's life. Or maybe I should be like, all right, is everything okay? Immediately, I should just be like, is everything all right? Is everything good with you? Instead of being like, how's life? Oh, it's rough this week. Oh, word. Dang, that sounds, yeah, that's a lot. You know how that goes. Instead of doing that thing, actually listening when someone is having a rough day and, you know, taking out the five or 10 minutes, not saying that that's going to save someone's life, but you just never know. And uh, this is definitely putting a focus on how I interact with my friends. And I need to be more of a listener than a talker sometimes um, in interacting with my friends. I need to more than that I do now say, hey, just thinking about you. I hope everything's okay. And just leaving it at that. Often I don't do that unless they text me first. So it's put a spotlight on how I need to be way more engaged with the people that I consider friends than I am now. So uh, definitely rest in peace, Anthony Bourdain. Hey, man, seriously, just to kind of redeem what I'm saying, and I'm sorry because it is an uncomfortable subject for me to talk about. I'm not going to lie. But I did see something kind of interesting right now. I was looking it up because I – well, let me just say this first. So I just noticed three hours ago – uh, it was posted that suicide hotline calls have spiked 25% mm. after Kate Spade and Anthony Bourdain's death. And that's really not a bad thing. You know, I mean, it's, it's a shame that it takes 
yes. the celebrity profile and the celebrity death to get that to happen. But for personal reasons, and I, and I've I've got a lot of personal reasons as to um, have a strong feeling about suicide. I'm not going to yeah. get into it because it, it would just drag the whole show down. But in all seriousness, I mean, I, I feel very strongly about it to the point of being uncomfortable. I never realized I was going to talk about it on a podcast before, but it did it did turn me a little bit uncomfortable, and I kind of made yeah. a, a goof out of it. But I'm just going to say this. There's somebody there for you. You know what I'm saying? Like somebody is out there yeah. for you. And even when it feels like there is no one there for you, there is someone that will listen, you know? And, and if you don't have in your head, you don't have friends, you don't have family, no one that will understand because your brain's saying that that's not the case. And maybe that's the case. There is someone out there for you guys. So I just thought I would do this. And, you know, and I'm sorry to make a jest of Anthony Bourdain's death. It honestly was more yeah. of a, um, an uncomfortable feeling that yeah. I had that I kind of, I you know, detoured there. So uh, to be fair, I apologize about that. But I do want to pass this on that if, you know, you or someone you know is having these thoughts or talking about suicide or, you're, you know, you're having thoughts about suicide, taking your own life or even just just it's just starting to kind of surface that way. You know, I mean, like there are medications that can make you have suicidal thoughts, you know, if you if you don't watch it. Um, that's a story for another time. I am not one that I've ever tried to commit suicide or anything like that. But there was one point in time where I took a medication that sort of put that thought into my head and I immediately stopped taking that shit. It was crazy. But I will say this. If you're having these feelings and you think that there's no one there for you and you feel like life's not worth living anymore, just do yourself a favor and at least try, guys. At least try to call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. I'm going to go ahead and give you that number right now. All seriousness, they're open. They're available 24 hours every day, and they're there for you. There's online chats. There's, there's, there's a plethora of ways that you can get help and get some support in this. So I'm going to go ahead and give the number right now. It's 1-800-273-8255. I'll say it again. It's 1-800-273-8255. Suicide, man, it's, it's, it's just such a bad thing. And I know, again, I'm not trying to be Mr. Captain Obvious when I say that, but I have personal reasons for feeling this way, very strongly about that. Mm-hmm. And, and so I just want to say that, like, that there is hope out there, guys. Don't end it. You know, there's, there's a lot to live for, even when it doesn't feel like there isn't. So I'm obviously not you know, an authority on this, on suicide prevention and all of that. But I, I, I feel bad for like laughing about it, but it purely came from my discomfort. Yeah. It's a very serious subject. And please, you know, don't, don't hesitate to make that call because that could be the call that saved your life or your friend's life or your loved one's life. Okay, totally. That's it. Sorry, guys. R- move R- along yes. R.I.P. Anthony Bourdain. Uh, what else? I think this one well, you'll find interesting, man. Um, so Eddie Murphy is set to star. Are you familiar? Are you familiar with Rudy Ray Moore, Steve? You know who I Rudy am. Ray Moore is? Yes, I do. Who's Rudy Ray Moore, bro? Dolomite. What do you know about Dolomite? Not a freaking thing. I was too young. I just knew I couldn't listen to him. I was young too, but yeah. But Rudy Ray Moore started off as a comedian, from what I understand. And you know, he had this character Dolomite. Dolomite got very popular, and I think he might have even made some albums, if I'm not mistaken, because in the 70s, there was a lot of comedy albums that were coming out from the likes of Cosby and Pryor, and, you know, yeah. and I believe that there are some Dolomite albums out there. Well, it ended up going into the, the movie, the exploitation era of things, you know what I mean? And there's like, I think there's like three different Dolomite movies are out. So Rudy Ray Moore was the person that played Dolomite, and now Eddie Murphy has, uh, he's been signed on. I think it's going to be a Netflix movie, if I'm not mistaken. And it's going to be called, it's a biopic about Rudy Ray Moore, and it's called Dolomite Is My Name. We haven't really seen a lot from Eddie Murphy lately. Yeah. But I think he might, I think he could be the right person to do that, man, because I still think he has the chops. It's just, I think he's been taking these weird, like, Disney's haunted house roles. and and, those Disney checks. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah, but I mean, but, I mean, we all know 
Eddie Murphy to be, I mean, he was a huge inspiration for me. Of course. Back in the 80s, he was my favorite comic. You know what I mean? Yes. So I'm thinking that this, this could be really good. We'll see. I don't have a lot of information on that. I do know that it's going. the film will be helmed by, this is actually coming from ain'titcool.com. Uh, the film will be helmed by Craig Brewer of Hustle and Flow with a script by uh, the writing team behind Ed Wood and The People versus Larry Flint. So hmm. both two movies that I enjoyed. That's an interesting writing team. That's a very yeah, it is writing thing for Dolomite, but we'll see. Look, we will see. I can't, I can't say any. I mean, it's Eddie. Eddie's not gonna let he look. I mean, he's not gonna do Dolomite wrong. If he sees a script that's not so. right, he's not gonna do it. He's gonna be like, no. And he has the power. He's one of the few actors that has the power to say no, and you're gonna change it. And Netflix will be like, yeah, you're gonna change it. If Eddie Murphy says you're gonna change it, guess what's happening? You're changing. He has the power probably to get a new writer if he wanted to. Do you think he, I mean, I think he's Maybe swinging. So. Oh, for he's Eddie Murphy. I, he's one of the few that have kept for 30 years plus his cachet. He's still Eddie Murphy. But do you think, I agree with you. You know what I'm saying? I totally, totally do. But do you think that Eddie Murphy bears that kind of weight still in Hollywood? Yes. Yes. Okay. I, I don't know how he did it, but he's still like on Ellen. He'll be on Ellen, and he hasn't released anything. He's on Ellen for being himself, <laughs> for being Eddie Murphy. He'll just be on a talk. Like, Jimmy Kimmel will have Eddie Murphy on his talk show when nothing's releasing. Just to say, ladies and gentlemen, we have Eddie Murphy on the show. Having released nothing. I always wish that he would have gone back to doing stand-up. He said, uh, Ellen said, hey, we're here that you're thinking, we, we hear you're thinking about getting back on stage. He's like, yeah, yeah, I am. You know, I'm kind of. I'm kind of, um, you know, seeing what's out there. Well, one, somebody made a great point. They were like, look, when you're a comedian and Eddie Murphy's kind of seeing what the state of comedy is right now, he's not really getting a clear glimpse because as soon as Eddie Murphy walks in, everything changes. Right. The comics aren't being real. The comics aren't being what the state is. They know Eddie Murphy's in the crowd and they're going to be different. So he can never get a full grasp on what comedy is except for his contemporaries, like, or except for people around him, like, Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle can give him a real, he's like, skip where the state of comedy is. I can tell you where the state of comedy is going. You know, hanging around those people will get him a clear sense of, okay, you know, he's not going to do Kevin Hart. He's not going to do that kind of stuff. Um, but Eddie Murphy's not going to get back on stage until he knows that he's back in his bag again. And I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't either because a lot of his comedy, like if he was to try and do the comedy that he did back in the 80s today, oh, dude. it ain't going dude. too far. You know what I mean? So I think he's probably going to have to like totally rethink his whole way of doing things. Like he's, his whole delivery is going to have to be different to some degree. Not delivery per se, but like, oh, totally. you know, he's not going to be saying jokes. And I'm using these words because these are Eddie Murphy's words. But we're not getting, you know, yeah. quote unquote, we're not getting quote unquote faggot jokes these days no do you know what no, i'm saying no, no, no. And, so. and and we saw that he could do it because when he accepted the mark twain award he did like three minutes of yeah. solid funny stuff and it was good to have him back on stage and so that shows he could yes it was really and the thing is people knew once he started going for more than 30 seconds they're like oh my god oh He's my back. like the crowd was like is he yes is he doing a thing and everyone agrees he was kind of taking the temperature he was taking the temperature of the of the um the audience like where is am i still funny and he is and here's the great part 
Now, remember when he did the uh, Bill Cosby thing where Bill Cosby called him and told him to stop cussing so much. He could do an 45 minutes on that considering where we are today, where we are today. Oh, yeah. He could like, definitely go back and revisit Cosby. Me, bruh. Oh, That's... my. How funny would that be? You know, he really could. Dude, he could just talk about that. And and I love that, you know, you know, people that hang around him are saying, like when Chappelle or someone like that is saying, no, he's the funniest person. On, no, it was Neil Brennan. Uh, he's like, no, no, no. He's always the funniest person in the room. Even when you're in a bunch with a bunch of comedians, he is the funniest person on the face of the planet. Just naturally. He's funnier than everybody. And he's not trying. Eddie Murphy is just funny without trying. And so I would love to see that again. I will watch anything Eddie Murphy's. I've seen, uh, you know, Daddy Daycare. I've seen uh, The Haunted Mansion. And I think all of those are great, if only for the outtakes. You watch the outtakes at the end. I'm like, Eddie Murphy is just funny. Just funny. I think it would be awesome to see him back in movies that he could do, like, if they said uh, him by himself or him and like someone like Will Ferrell, what does that look like? What does that look like? I don't know. That looks you like a so? B movie. <laughs> you're putting Will Ferrell I in. I think so. Them. I don't think. Yeah, because I know what you're both, saying. I think like Will Ferrell plays to who he's do, who who he's um, across from. If he's across from a serious actor, Will Ferrell can be serious and do good acting. If he's across from Kevin Hart, guess what he's going to be playing like? He plays according to who he's across from. And I've seen Will Ferrell do amazing work. Right. But I'm saying, like, if you put Eddie Murphy with someone where Eddie Murphy's the straight man, Eddie Murphy's going to naturally be funny, but he doesn't have to try. He can be straight man and super duper funny. I don't think Eddie wants to be the comic relief anymore. I don't think he wants to do that. He did it. He was the comic relief. This is actually probably a perfect opportunity because he can actually give crazy comedy for this movie, but still show the serious side. I don't know anything about Rudy Ray Moore. So like, I, I don't know what his private life was like, Not really, neither but you know, he could use that as the drama aspect of it and give good comedy. This might be the movie that kind of brings him back. You know, maybe, maybe again, it's not going to be, but it's, it's set up to where it could be. It could go. It's not going to be down the middle. It's truly going to depend on the writing. P period. And it's going to either be, it's not going to be like, it was okay. It's going to either be great or it's going to be, oh, no. Those are the two options. So I'm looking forward to it, man. Looking forward to it. As am I. Lastly, I think you're going to be excited about this one. I saved it for last. Got to save the best for last because I know it's going to spark crazy emotion for you. Now, I'm going to say before I go into this, that I don't really have like a big recollection of this movie that I'm about to say. However, I know that you do. I know you have very strong oh, yes. feelings about it. So I'm very curious to see what your excitement level is like, because just last week, I think you told me that you saw a picture that surfaced on the net oh, that my gosh. had a certain actor by the name of Tom Cruise on a runway. And what I'm talking about, yes, holding the helmet with the words, feel the need on it. So, yes, on, <laughs> listen, listen to how giddy. Listen to how giddy he is. Isn't he cute? What I'm going to say oh right now, folks, God, is that dude. Tom Cruise is yet coming back again. He's always there. He's never really left. But my man, 
is going to bring back Maverick, and he's going to be... There's a Top Gun 2 coming out, Steve. How do you oh, feel about dude. it, man? I am so excited. Whenever I watch Top Gun, I get giddy all over again. Um, I even, I mean, the Iceman, when Val Kimmer's playing the Iceman, uh, he even does that stupid gum chew thing that people make fun of. It's still, that, there was a point, people don't remember. There was a point where Val Kimmer was the dude. He's not the dude now. But no. there was a point where Val Kimmer was <laughs> that guy. And that was the height of his guyness, I think. That was where he was like, oh, he's the leading, he could possibly be leading man. But it's just, like, not many people have stayed a movie star like Tom Cruise has. I can watch Tom Cruise do nothing on screen. He is a star. When you think movie star, there are about seven people you can name. And if Tom Cruise isn't in your list, you're a fool. He is a movie star. He is what movie star meant when they invented the name movie star. Everything yeah, you don't have to like him, eat. but you can't deny it. No, you cannot deny Tom Cruise is a movie star. And so when I saw, let me tell I wasn't prepared. I was scrolling through Facebook, and all of a sudden, I see him with his helmet in his hand. Bruh, bruh, I went crazy. Okay, well, it gets I better. The need. Yes. The need for speed. It gets better, okay, because you were just mentioning right now. Maybe, or does it get worse? This is where I want to know what you think. Because you had just mentioned right now that Val Kilmer was formerly the dude, as you put it, back in the day. Mm -hmm. Kind of had a little thing. He had, like, comedic chops like Ryan Reynolds in certain movies, yes. and then he could actually yes. do serious acting, too. Mm -hmm. Now, it looks like he's actually signed on to reprise his role. And I'm curious what you think about that. I think, here's the first thing I thought was, of course you are. Iceman Kazansky. Coming back. You, of course, are going to do that. It was not a shock to me. I was like, yeah, if Top Gun 2 is, if Top Gun 2 is coming back, are you busy, Val Kilmer? Is there Hell something no. else you're planning on doing today? <laughs> you know, exactly. So, yeah, and then the, the stupid thing is, the sucky part is they announced this, and then Val Kilmer makes a dumb comment on that surfaces on Twitter. I'm like, you're soiling what was a great, crazy-looking announcement, in my opinion. But either way, I had to just be like, you know what? Val Kimmer's a fool. Let's see. It's, it's about Tom Cruise. This movie's about Tom Cruise. So we we know um, we don't know anything about what the the um, theme is. We don't know what the top, what, what the the um, story's gonna be. But what we have seen is because I searched it, you see Tom Cruise riding a motorcycle being filmed on some runway, and I watched that and got excited some behind the scenes thing. I was like, look at him riding a motorcycle on a runway. And I don't even know what it means, but I know it's on Top Gun set, so I got excited. So I'm being serious when I ask this question, okay? Because the yeah. last that I checked, the last pictures that I've seen of Val Kilmer, he's quite overweight now, right? Yes. Like he's a really out of shape guy and I'm not trying to be mean or uh -huh. throw jabs or anything like that. No, he is. So do you think they're just going to have to like get this dude into the, the Hemsworth Jim and just like make because he you know and make him I mean obviously he doesn't have to be as fit as he was in that movie because he's what are we like 30 years into this now it's kind of weird that they're is. even waiting this long well yeah but I'm that's true that is true he is yeah I mean the only thing that's it, you got a good point the only thing that's really changed about Tom Cruise is his age you know he looks a little more aged but he still looks great do you he think that they'll amazing. be able to get Val no he really does I mean like the you know you've seen it the trailer for um 
Mission Impossible like nine million times in the theaters and on TV. It looks great. It looks great. And he looks great. But but do you think that they're going to be able to do the same thing with Val Kilmer? Because that seems like it's... I mean, when's this movie coming out? No, he's not. I, I think they're going for a... Um, and this is such neat... I am reaching. But I think it's going to be a situation where perhaps Tom Cruise pulls him out of retirement, maybe. Like he's washed up, perhaps, and he doesn't have to lose weight. That's what I'm thinking they're going to do. Or maybe just get him to a more manageable weight. You know what I mean? To where it's, they're not focusing on his abs or anything, but he doesn't look like how he looks now. And I feel bad saying that, but I know you know what I'm talking about. No, it's true. And because you can't, here's what you can't do. You can't have him in a shirtless scene with Tom Cruise. They know that. And Tom Cruise <laughs> that volleyball scene mad. will not happen again. No. And Tom Cruise <laughs> is not going to be mad because, if anything, it makes him look better on screen. I mean, Tom Cruise is like, yeah, bring him on. And I, I think, um, and mind you, Tom Cruise is comfortable in his own skin. When you have Superman sharing screen time with you and you don't care, yes, you are comfortable in your skin. You know you're Tom Cruise. You're like, yeah, you've been in Superman and all that stuff. You've been in, you know, Justice League. Um, nice to meet you. I'm Tom Cruise. That ends the conversation right there. Scientology, whatever. I'm pretty sure this man sold his soul to the devil because he looks too damn good for his age. He looks amazing. And these movies, like, and but no, but what I'm saying is, like, you know, I'm not, like, oogling the dude. I'm just saying that, you know, he does his own stunts still. Like, how old is he? Like, he's in his 50s, and I know that's not real old, and we got to be careful with that because we're getting close. Yeah. But yes, he's just one of those special cases that's able – he's got great genetics, you know? I think he loves his job, too. That's a big thing. Yeah. And money's good. Thing, money's a good driving point. Yes. And he, money gives you access to things most people don't have. You know, be it, you know, nutrition, lotions, surge, everything that we, the, it, it is catered to make you as perfect as a human being as possible. Now, Keto, I would Keto say life is good lotion. One, yes. <laughs> I remember hearing something Chris Hardwick, Chris Hardwick was saying about Tom Cruise um, during an interview. He said, you know what's interesting is I told you that one of Chris Hardwick's, um, I don't know if his parents or his dad was in, was really into like NASCAR. The next time years later he ran into Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise went up to Chris Hardwick and was like, hey, how's your dad and that NASCAR thing happening? I'm like, so Tom, Chris Hardwick was like, you remembered our conversation. You remember what I told you about my father. And he said, he's not just like that with me. It's everywhere. He'll go up to like a random crew member and be like, hey, how's your sister? Because it matters to Tom Cruise that he remembers these things about people. And I think that's why he's been so successful because interpersonal communication and interpersonal relationships matter to him. That's a big deal. Yeah, he went a little little buck wild back in the day. (laughs) He had to live that down. He had to get rid of that. But now he's fine. But now he's just like, hey, he's Tom Cruise. And I think if you didn't like being around him, his... His, his, um, his... The well would have dried up. Yes, totally. His, the, the Tom Cruise corporation would have been, dr- because soon you you have enough, when you're, when you're a total punk and a total douche, eventually the well's going to dry because, well, technically we could just go to um Hemsworth now. But people like him, so his, his career has been long because they're like, we like being around him and he's a movie star. If it wasn't like that, he would be gone a long time ago because he's made some stinkers. But 
Yeah. He's not because they people like him. They like being around him. They like working with him. So again, I can't wait to see Mission Impossible and Top Gun. I will be there as soon as I can for Top for Top Gun and as soon as I can for Mission Impossible because they're both going to be incredible. I'm calling it. I'm going to hit you with a cheesy DJ thing that they say because uh, and then we'll wrap this up. So Top yes. Gun Maverick is flying into theaters July 12th, 2019. Oh my God. Oh they fucking went there. They did on this article. God. <laughs> yeah. No, but you know, that's crazy. Cause it's, it's, you know, that's the thing. So that, what I'm getting at is that if Val Kilmer is going to get in shape, he's got very limited time to do so. Yes. And they could do amazing things. So who knows? And, um, look, people, it's going to be great. It's going to be fantastic. I'm calling it now flying into theater. I'm excited. Yeah, I can't wait. So, yes, that's it. Ladies and gentlemen, you have to go. So, if, if we're going to sum up this whole podcast today. <laughs> we're going to say Eddie Murphy, <laughs> Dolomite, ridiculous, dope. Um, talk to your friends. See what they're, you know, how they're doing. Reconnect with people that you haven't talked to for a while and just say that if you've been thinking about them, text them. Don't be, don't be so prideful to be like, I'll wait for them to text me. Don't. Because they might not. Text them. Hey, or call them. Hey, just thinking about you. That's all. Um, three, Dan is in love with Sweet Bitter. Thinks it's the best thing since butter bread. <laughs> uh, four, Top Gun is going to be crazy and amazing. Five, stop watching Upgrade trailers and go see the movie. That is it from your boy Steve. I love you. The next voice you're going to be hearing. Ladies and gentlemen, flying into the... Never real. Uh, the next voice you're going to be hearing is the amazing Dan to tell you guys whatever you need to know before he says peace out. I love y'all. Can't wait to see y'all again. This has been an amazing podcast, mostly because Dan's an incredible human being. That's what I think. And his um, his 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 wonderful and amazing and awesome uh, insights in life will always keep me in my seat. And I'm sure it does the same to you. I'm out. Let me get my uh, waiters on here real quick because it's getting a little deep. And let me just say real quick before Steve gets going here, <laughs> I just want to say, yeah, uh, I had fun this time and we actually didn't get to talk about everything that we wanted to talk about. Uh, yes. Yes, I do think that uh, Sweet, Sweet Bitter is worth a watch. I do think you need to check out the new Coheed because it's awesome. Definitely watch Cargo on Netflix. It's sick. You're going to love it. It's fantastic. That said, ladies and gentlemen, we have just wrapped up episode 31 of Heroes of Noise. We are back. Thank you for being patient with us. I know we've been doing some different things. I hope you enjoyed the show. My name is Dan Ramirez. That guy over there that's juggling and shit, that's Steve Hudson. We are Heroes of Noise. Thank you very much. And I leave you with this. Peace. Peace.